Hello. 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 Welcome. Welcome to the Comics Pals. This is episode 275. Thank you to all of you who are listening, whether that's live on Switch or wherever else you get this podcast. I want to start off. The, the gang's all here, by the way. I want to start off asking you guys: Has anybody watched Peacemaker? Anybody watching Peacemaker? Yeah, me. Me and yeah. the wife a lot are. of fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, hello, the medic. Good morning. Yo, what's good, bud? Um, Peacemaker's a blast. Yeah, it's, it's real good. A lot of fun. Yeah. Holy shit! Like we're not. This is not an official review. You know, we'll get to that down the road. But um, just first four episodes deep or whatever, five, whatever it is. This shit's really good. Like I wish I had picked this for my show of the year. Mm. It's it's like super goofy, irreverent. The I I I liked from the moment that they put the intro and just made that consistent like a dance number. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be off the wall, and uh, it's been violent enough too. So, so it's funny you should mention the dance number because my my wife, my, my wife, um, my wife, we were watching it together, and she is whenever the dance number comes on, she's like, I gotta do the dance. Yeah, she's one That's awesome. Yeah, dude, it's, get it's, that you can't skip it. You can't skip it. I skip it every time. I, How? It's so good. Except the first like, time. It's like, like it. it's like an anime. You always watch the the intro the first time, and that's it. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I get, I get a little bit of extra show with, with mine, too, so I get to see it live. Yeah. yeah. Can you record that? Can you, like... I'm not sure she'd want me to. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> you guys should do it together. The, mm, I don't oh, dance. Oh, yeah. Dance. That's on TikTok, bro. Wedding, that's it. Yeah. No, you, know, you know Tyler sits, uh, stands in his fucking living room and does that dance, yep. whatever his wife does. Come on, no, Tyler. No, no, no. I just Come do on, I, I do some like David Byrne-looking dance moves. That's about it. <laughs> Who the fuck is David Byrne? Uh, really? Talking heads, man? Nothing? No. Oh, okay. Morning. You talking, you talking, talking heads to me? <laughs> <laughs> morning, Harris. Uh, morning, uh, Hermes Pip. Harris, you putting in Harris, have you slept at all since uh, the Pokemon stream yesterday? I feel like you were on the whole time, just just chatting it up. Thanks for thanks for being there, by the way. Peacemaker is the biggest show in the world. I know what? the Excuse most me? streamed show in the world. Yeah, that's incredible. Huh? Yeah, it's true. It's who's, doing those, who's doing those numbers? Well, you know, Mister Nielsen himself. <laughs> and, I used and, to think and, Leslie Nielsen did all the ratings. I was like, man, that guy does a workhorse. How come I don't have a Nielsen home? Like, they never asked me. They never checked. I don't think what that's real. I don't think that. I've never met somebody who had the Nielsen box. It's because we live in the city. That doesn't yeah. mean shit. I don't like. What does that mean? I feel like the the, the demographic is usually like Middle America where they do those tests. That's For what peacemaker? I thought. Yeah, white John uh, Cena guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. America loving, gun toting peacemaker. <laughs> Eagly, oh, Eagly's great. So, so Kale, you liked Suicide Squad, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. It, this is this is a lot of that kind of feel. Right. It almost I, feels I, like James Gunn it. agreed to do Suicide Squad just so you can do the show. <laughs> I think it's I better it. than Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. It's more I, accessible. I think, yeah. 
I think the the cast was probably a bit more engaging in Suicide Squad, but I like that this feels more like sitcom-y in that in, in that sense. I, I'm I'm digging it. It's got those beats on it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, Hermes Pip says I think this is better than Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree. Is um, this better than Suicide Squad? Come on. Oh, the podcast this podcast. Is. Yeah. Oh, yep. thank you so much. Star yeah. is not even here. <laughs> Well, that I mean, he was the worst part of the movie. So, you know, thank goodness. Um, I mean, Sultan of Swing says Peacemaker's excellent. Completely agree. Um, I just wanted to, you know, get you get, get you guys ramped up um, by mentioning how bad Starro was in the movie. Um, <laughs> I'll let it go because Peacemaker is really good. I'll, yeah. I'll give it that. If I can get if I can get McKenna, my wife, to watch a, a comic book show, you're doing something right. Yeah, you win. Definitely. Um we won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched it, but we will eventually review it because it's worth it, I think. I, I do it's recommend really it highly. Yeah. It. yeah, it's very good. Go go watch it if you've got HBO Max, but not before you finish hanging out with us. And uh, if you want to support the show, there are plenty of ways that you can do that. Make sure that you guys are leaving us a follow, a rating, and a review wherever it is that you get this podcast. Even if it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is, Help us out by leaving us a rating and a review. YouTube.com slash TheComicsPals. Subscribe to our channel for free. Like the video. Share it with your friends. All that stuff is free to do, and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. We unlock community posts, which is pretty cool. I'm going to be messing with that this week. Um, Go uh, check out our Saga Book Club. We're pretty proud of that one. Uh, Two hours of us dissecting one of the best modern comics of all time. absolutely and yeah and then listen to our review of episode of issue 55 which dropped the next day over on pals Pulse, mm. which you can tune into live on twitch every single wednesday at 6 p.m eastern or catch on youtube and everywhere else uh the next day thursday um, i think we the uh yeah. the saga review got overshadowed by the uh dick gate and human target number four. <laughs> oh man uh, you know what I, I, I'm giving too much to this podcast. Okay, I, I had a revelation. This <laughs> too week. much material, stop. Sean. I gotta stop. If I ever want to be a big boy and you know make it in this business of writing comics, uh, having clips like that out there of me is not gonna help. So you know what? I'm done. I'm not talking about these things anymore. I'm not. Well, be, I'm not. I being highly doubt that. I'm jelly cattle. Would help. Those are those are, those are critical yeah, exactly. analysis pieces. Yep. In a comic that came out this Wednesday, Jed McKay might, might managed to sneak in the phrase uh, "dump truck ass" when referring to MJ. <laughs> <laughs> My understanding so. is he didn't even sneak that in. No, he just he put it in. They saw it. And they're like, "Yeah, fine." Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is good. Yes. I heard very good things about that one shot. It's a it's a Black Cat Mary Jane team up issue where they uh, go against Parker Robbins, aka the Hood. So oh, I love the cat. hood, dude. Oh, dude. Black cat the Mary hood? Jane would go against me. I <laughs> saw, <laughs> saw um, uh, I think it was a tweet talking about, like, who could be the next, like, who could be the, the street level big bad? Yeah, it's and I, for me, it's the hood, dude. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't think, the, you don't think uh, he fizzled out with, uh, with Bendis? I do, but I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of meat there still, like for the right writer, you know. Um, for the right writer, cool character, the right writer. Uh, the medic says, just to be clear, you're talking about the new Suicide Squad, not the one with Will Smith where he stole the entire movie. Yes, we are talking about the good one. 
Yeah, uh, the one with the when, when it comes to Parker Robbins, I got one thing I, I got to say about that. This is a certified hood classic. You know. <laughs> so. so is this podcast. Um, <laughs> join our Discord server if you want to hang out with us beyond the show. We're always having a good time over there. Um, don't go to the Weeb channel. That's the Badlands. Nope. But everywhere else is cool. That's um, the uh, uh, Wolverine. What uh Logan Badlands thing? Old Man Logan Badlands. That's where the mutant no, hulks live. That's where. Yeah, that's that's where the mutant hulks live. It's like the Bronx. Um, you know, you're not you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. Dude, there's a map of like the of New York City, and it shows you all the bad areas based on like colors. The bro- the whole based on colors. Based on colors? <laughs> not not. Col- not that kind of color. I hate fools. Oh boy. You said like, it. <laughs> for example, for example, okay, where I live is like an orange zone. Like, like, the, like, it's like an orange zone. The whole of the Bronx is red. <laughs> like that means if you go there, the odds of you like getting out alive are not high. That's the weeb chip. Dude, I've fallen asleep on the train in the Bronx. It's fine. Did you did you have everything you were all you got on the train with in your pockets? <laughs> in my pockets, yeah, I left my dignity somewhere on the train. But well, I'm telling you, man, it's it's dangerous over there. Um, I wouldn't go alone. Anyway, um, no, just kidding. There are people I love in the Bronx, but um, I, I don't see them. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the I go to the Bronx weekly. I really do. Um, although I should probably stop that. Anyway, um, we have a lot of show for you guys today. We're going to be talking about the book banning controversy uh, that has brought Mouse up to the second and fourth selling best selling books on Amazon. Amazing. Yep. Um, <laughs> book book bannings don't work the way they used to. Sorry, Middle America. How do they used to work? It used to be that if you banned a book. You know, it wasn't that accessible and you had to go to some underground area to get it, you know. Nowadays, you can just go to Amazon.com and buy that shit and sell it out. You know, you can't prevent people from reading books anymore. But anyway, they they ban a book and uh, comes next day free delivery. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, For Art Spiegelman, that's the best thing that Tennessee ever (laughs) done for him. Right. Is Uh, he still around? Yeah, uh, he he's, must be. He's, yeah, he's, he's like yeah. old and stuff oh, too. Oh, really? Okay. Have you have yeah, you not him. seen that? Have you not seen that still of him on uh, uh, CNN sneaking a, a vape hit? What? <laughs> oh, yeah. I speak of it's cool as fuck. <laughs> oh man, uh, we're going to be talking about the new Avengers X Men Eternals event that we continue to have to talk about because there are always bombshells. This one involves the mutants, and it might actually tell us how. Marvel's going to be introducing them into the MCU. Uh, we are going to talk about how we're getting more Daredevil. Uh, Iron Man's tying the knot, if you can believe that. Again? Um, yeah. And in our main topic, Image is 30 years old. Image is officially old. Um, <laughs> and we're gonna what does talk that mean? About, I'm turning 30 this year. Jeez, come on. I'm over 30, okay? Image yeah. is old. Um, yeah. if, 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 it, if it feels anything like I do, it's old. Um, I mean, everybody that works for Image has gray hair. Let's be real, okay? These dudes are not spring chickens. All, at least all the originals, right? Um, and so we're just going to talk about the legacy of Image um, and that 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 2010 dominance, you know, the, the 10s era dominance, and what Image has to do in the future to stay relevant. 
Um, so that's that's the show we've got planned for all of you guys. Uh, right in if you're watching this live or wherever you can comment, uh, let us know what you guys are thinking about Peacemaker. If you're into Peacemaker, let us know. It's been a lot of fun so far. Not um, Peacekeeper. It's not Peacekeeper. It's Peacemaker. Not, not Peacekeeper. Yeah. Peacemaker. And also let us know what uh, what spinoff, because James Gunn said this week that they're going to do another uh, Suicide Squad spinoff. So write in and let us know what you think it's going to be about. I'm saying it's Ratcatcher too. No, what? My King wife, Shark, bro. Uh, that, there's a lot of CG there. I don't know if yeah, that. Yeah, that's tough, mm, man. That's mm. tough. My wife wants uh, a Weasel series. No. <laughs> weasel. She was a big fan of Weasel. Apparently, Marco is too. <laughs> bro, his whole life, his whole like bit in that thing was dying and coming back to life. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. He's still around. Best character. The medic says Polka Dot Man. Didn't he get iced? He did. Yeah, he did. He did. Oh, but you know what? Spoil- I could see spoilers. The prequel. I could see a series ah, like that though. Uh, no, like what? When he comes like, back? <laughs> no, he goes back, but like a prequel situation. Oh yeah, I really need a prequel Polka Dot Man. <laughs> I mean, you don't need it, but I could see it. I mean, if you had to, but I feel like Ratcatcher Two is immediately more interesting than a Polka Dot Man. A little prequel. more compelling, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless um, we're gonna about, meet um, the fam. Blood, blood sport. I mean, yeah, right, yeah, obviously, cool. but um, I didn't say that or Margot Robbie because they're definitely not doing it. In fact, in the Hollywood yeah, no, Reporter I don't, article, I don't think so. they said they're on a, uh, they're on a game. So. Yeah, I mean, Idris Elba's going to be Bond, so there's no way he's doing it. Oh, I wish. That's a rumor, but I wish. Um, I think they should do a prequel about Blackguard. Wait, the- who's that? Uh, it's Pete Davidson. Don't fucking bring him <laughs> up, dude. <laughs> you, do you don't have to. Dude fucks. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, but that doesn't <laughs> make it right. <laughs> do, you see the, do you see what Kanye's doing now? Kanye's doing the most petty shit ever. He's spreading rumors that Pete Davidson has AIDS. What the fuck? Incredible! <laughs> I had to hold myself back. I'm not talking about this. You know what? I can't believe there's a world where I'm like, you know what? Maybe Kanye's not so bad then. <laughs> oh my God! I'm Team Kanye in this shit. Fuck it. I just I can't. I can't support Pete Davidson. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I'm not saying he has AIDS. I'm just saying that he's mediocre. Yeah. I heard he was dating the green Eminem now, too. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) No, never mind. (laughs) Wow. Uh, The medic says Polka Dot Man, also King Shark. Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't foresee those, but who knows? I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to King Shark, for sure. Apparently, Um, King Shark has a comic, and it's like 13 issues in. Yeah. Wow. So By Tim like Seeley, that. I think. Yeah. Okay. He's somebody I could see making that. They might work. be digital issues, though, Marco. So it's like actually five issues. Mm. By the oh. way, yeah. um, I, I just want to say thank you to everybody that joins us live on Twitch Saturdays uh, for the show and drops comments. It's really awesome yeah. that you guys engage with us in this way. Uh, speaking yeah. of comments, though, we do have a few listener comments to get through. So, Tyler, why don't you take us in? Yeah, so uh, Kilgore Trout, I guess, is uh, catching up to all the, the videos lately. Um, and yeah, he wrote in on uh, on Moon Knight. Um, they should move Moon Knight over to Hulu so that we can get proper Moon Knight violence. I don't think Disney is moving any of their Marvel stuff to Hulu. No. They it's, did Hellstrom, which for like a season, they did that Modoc show. And I think that that's all they're doing. It's Disney Plus all the way now. Yeah. It, Go ahead. 
it, 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 I feel like it's like the shows like Monkeys on there right now, right? Like the shows that are yeah. more like off, like offbeat, not that maybe don't aren't productions by like a full Disney Plus team. Those seem like Hulu productions. So, um, and I, and I don't know. I don't even know if moving it over necessarily makes it more violent or allows for that violence because you know, we've been getting good action sequences and um, uh, stuff like what Mando, you know. Not the same yeah. kind of like hardcore yep. violence, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't see that as a problem. Well, so this is this is the thing that I think a lot of people don't um, necessarily understand. Uh, the shows that we have seen on Hulu and other places, those are shows that were made by um, Marvel TV, mm, Marvel yeah. Television. And Marvel Television might as well have been a different company for all of the integration or lack thereof, rather, um, it it just really it just they're not they're not a part of Marvel Studios. Um, those were not overseen by Kevin Feige. Very little overlap. And the end of Marvel um, Television, like the tale of that, is the shows that you're still seeing. Um, whether there will be anything beyond these shows is up to obviously up to uh, Disney and Marvel Studios. But it will probably be very limited whenever that does happen. But when you look at the slate of television shows that are Marvel based coming to Disney Plus, I really can't foresee them doing more shows that pop up elsewhere. Right. Like that's they're already doing so much, especially from an accessibility standpoint. You want these people to kind of be invested in this universe and to make them subscribe to a different subscription to get all those pieces. I mean, if you're watching like book of boba fett right now which is good guys stop reading internet you know rumors uh, about it um but like a wookie rips a guy's <laughs> arm off so cool. oh look um, uh matthew uh, pl murphy just got gifted a sub by kale hey. oh look at that oh. wow okay kale but matt what does that mean you should have you should have subbed you jerk <laughs> um, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I think it, I think uh, it randomized. It. Did you did you pick him or it randomized it? No, I yeah I I didn't know what that meant. I just I thought I thought it would do it and it uh, would be a good thing. I didn't know it would <laughs> it would well, pick you, it just, the whole thing. It, that's it, a good it, thing. It picked Matt. Yeah, it picked Matt. Yeah, so good for, good for Matt. Um, oh, fucking <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I and so his next comment is a response to what I said. Yeah. Which was just basically what we just discussed. So, yeah, he said the comics. Uh, they own Hulu too, so I don't see why not. At least until they add the an adult feature in Disney. Hulu. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, I wish Disney's uh, been trying to get it from us, but we won't. Won't break we'll it. Budge. Yeah. Um, but Kilgore says I'm already not happy about their decision to make the new Blade PG-13. I mean, this is just the world we live in. For it to be accessible Ooh. to the masses, especially an MCU joint, um, it's got to be. PG-13. I don't see an MCU movie being rated R. Even if they do another Deadpool, I don't think it'll be rated R. It will be. That's confirmed. Um, is it? Yeah, but I think that that is an aberration. We can't look at that and gleam anything from it because Fair. that's a that's a holdover from Fox. They want Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool's a beast of its own. They're not, like, if you were going to do an R-rated MCU movie, right, of all the characters that they have done films with so far, Blade would be the one, and they're not doing it with Blade. The only other character is Punisher, and I'm not sure he gets a movie, let alone an R-rated one. I just don't think that Disney's going to go down that road. There's a contingent of fans who really want that, 
And like, I don't really know what you think is going on. Like, you know, Disney doesn't do that. They're not in that business. Yeah, yeah I don't get that stuff. I don't see Disney selling, you know, blade collectible pins next to their Moana pins of blades of violent uh, rated <laughs> R horror right. action movie. And you can do so much in PG thirteen now. I mean, it's yeah. not, it's really not that serious. You say fuck once, right? You get yeah. one. I think. Yeah. I think there you, you go. Do you get more than one now? Is that right? Not in a Disney movie. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think you get one in a Disney movie, to be honest. But. We've heard limited cursing uh, throughout some of these movies, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, very in Spider Man. Yeah. I think um, uh, Doctor Strange says shit a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, yeah, a lot. Yeah, he just walked around saying shit. <laughs> yeah, he did walk around saying shit. Scooby Doo, this shit, please. <laughs> Rutro. Um, so we also had another comment from Christian Rich- Christian Richmond. Okay, guys, finally finished Hoxpox. Only read Astonishing and Carrie's Marauders before it. And reading this new woven storyline was challenging and complex in a good, rewarding way. However, however, I have heard you guys talk about how good the Hickman X-Men story is post-Hoxpox. I want to know if there is more emotional character moments and witty dialogue in the Hickman X-Men and other X-Books. I did enjoy the complex Moira-driven story, but I didn't feel much in the way of story-built emotion from or much witty dialogue which is two of the things that really drew me into weed and it's astonishing um i think this you, you definitely get the dialogue i think there's a mm. lot of back and forth moments with different characters um that's the like the, the the thing we always go back on is issue nine or something where they're having that that debate with world leaders and it's like super mm. tense it's all over conversation you get a lot of good moments like that and Apocalypse becomes my favorite character. So I feel like if you could attach yourself to somebody, that's probably the the character to do so. I think if you're look if you're a fan of Whedon's witty dialogue, you don't get that in Hickman. No. Not um, the same I, caliber for sure. No, I feel like there might be some other books where you'd get that. Um maybe Marauders might be a good option for you or um even Excalibur. They're, they're a lot more character-driven, where I feel like Hickman's X-Men is more plot-driven. Yeah. Um, I, I still think, think you should read it. Are, they have the snappiest dialogue, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the most drama related to the characters, for sure. So those are the books that I would go with. Um, interestingly, Marvel put out a trailer this week for Krakoa that I wish they had done last year. Because um, there's so many people that listen to this show or who just, you know, would like to get into the X-Men that don't really know or understand what's been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had to explain it. And I'm sure others have had to explain it. You kind of have to find your way into this information. I think the trailer is perfect for that. Um, so, yeah, it gives you a good idea of what you're going to get from this uh, from this era. So I recommend to go check that out if you need a frame of reference. Um but yeah, don't go into this expecting Hickman or uh, Whedon-esque dialogue, for sure. Uh, did you intentionally skip over Harris's comment, Tyler? Uh, nope, I just accidentally scrolled past it. Harris. Oh, I, okay, I remember Harris's comment. Um, so Harris uh, listed his own top five X-Men in no particular order. And I'm going to preface this by saying this is the most buckwild top five I've ever seen for an X-Men. Like, no, no offense, Harris. I love the list. But like, this is like... I can tell you actually like these characters if you put them up here. Um, so you have Mimic, Morph, Darwin, Colossus, and Cypher. Pretty cool team. So I 
I, I've never made uh, bones about it. I'm friends with Harris in real life. And I can tell you right now, this is not, this is, these are the characters he really like. Loves. <laughs> that, this is how he is. He Mimic? always loves. Yes. Where dude. Mimic has been in what? Dark X-Men and then the original X-Men run? Like, <laughs> I think Mimic, was Mimic in um, uh, Blink? What, what X-Men? Gen uh, X. Uh, no, that's um, not Gen X. The, uh, the one where they, Exiles. the Exiles, the Exiles. Yeah. Okay. Was Mimic on that team? I don't remember Mimic being on Exiles. Okay, uh, Harris saying Exiles. Okay, so, right. Okay. So Harris introduced me to the to the Exiles very early on in my comics reading, and Mimic was there, and he loved Mimic then. So that's how I okay. know that he right. that's his, that's his guy. Yeah. Um, and the X Men series in the nineties, uh, Mimic was in. Hmm. And you didn't pick put X Men on your list. X Men. Wow. I. Yeah. That's I don't know. You know about X Men? <laughs> I know a little bit about X Men. Isn't but, he at Summers? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. is it X Men? X Men is Cable. If Cable doesn't have the techno organic virus, I believe. Right. God, man, nineties X Men is confusing as shit. Yeah, Nate, Nate Gray. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, love the love the X Men. Wild Buck Wild nineties shit. I got to read more of that. Um. But uh, I think I'm gonna have to lose some kind of game here to be forced to purchase. <laughs> hey, you know what? 90- I, have a, I have a really good series if you need one. Just letting you know. Dude, <laughs> Marco, listen, man, don't challenge me anymore. Okay? <laughs> it's, 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 it's good. I, I would I would be heartbroken to part with it, but I think you'll enjoy it a lot. I think if are you gonna let it go for free? Because if you are, oh boy, he's gonna be in the hole if that's the case. <laughs> He's already um, in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> or lack thereof. Um, so, Sean, if you're going to pick up uh, like 90s X-Men, I recommend Gen X. It's with a, it deals with like uh, Sink and uh, Monet. She's just penance there. Um, you get like weird guys like Skin too, but like it's it's good stuff. It's And it's uh, early Bacalo art too. You know... Man, I, I just wish you had said like Jean Grey or no. Cyclops. No, sorry, no, yeah, that's, that's, no, that's tough. That's tough. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Also, um, a summer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love the Summers Clan. Those are my those are my people. Um, I, I feel welcomed by them. <laughs> let's uh, let's play Kale's game. Every week now okay, we play yes. a new game, <laughs> and Kale is up. Uh, so let's see what Kale put together for us. Welcome to TCP Theater. Oh I only boy. put together uh, sound clips on any impressive visuals or anything. Uh, so, sorry. Can I can I ask a question? Uh, is this a game that the audience can participate in in any way? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. So actually, be yes. I have a question. Will you be all right? All right you guys are gonna have to slow down. I haven't even explained the game yet. You open the floor for questions yet? <laughs> it is open, but okay. I will close it. Okay. Um, well, you're just gonna tell me when to play these things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And is this? Are you doing foley art in this? Guess you'll have to find out. I guess so. All right. Hmm. All right. So the uh, the object of the game is. What I have done is I've put together um, small uh, scenes, which are primarily uh, sound effects based. Mm-hmm. 
Your job is to uh, guess what character they they're based on. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So, can you explain that again? So each okay. Each uh, one is specific to a character. The soundscape, Sound. I guess, right? Uh, so yeah, each it's a, a scene in a character's. Uh, this week is origins. Mm. So you have to guess what character this is uh, based on the soundscape. So if I heard like okay. metal on a hammer, like oh Iron Man or something like that. Wrong. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> you'll, you'll get it. You'll get it with the example. Tyler, go ahead and play the example. Oh, you want me to play the example one? Okay, yeah, I can yeah. Do that. the example. And now we will begin the demonstration. Oh, uh, is that the whole example? Uh, no. Did, oh, can, okay. can you hear? I can't hear. I only heard myself. The the demonstration. It should thing. be coming through. This concludes the demonstration. Please remove your safety equipment and move to the next area. Thank oh, you. so the, the listeners can hear it, but we can't. You oh, can't. Great. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. I, I can fix this. Hold on. Okay. Well, you heard yeah, Kel talking, right? I heard Kel talking. Heard. Yeah, that's all I yeah. heard. Okay, maybe I just need to increase the output on it. Uh, let's see. And then I, heard in the, I feel like I heard in the background him going, oh, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, so you are hearing it. Just barely, yeah. Okay, try to up the volume on the Zoom chat then for you guys, because it's coming through fine through my end. So, Kale, is there an actual answer to that one, the example? Yes, yes. So what it sounded like, it was a loudspeaker, like a sound speaker, someone talking over it. And then it mm -hmm. sounded like, um, almost like like a ticker, ticker tape or a... Uh, play it one more time. A keyboard? Okay, yeah, I can play it one more time. And now we will begin the demonstration. <laughs> you like hearing your own voice there, Kel? No, I did. I can't hear anything else. Yeah. So we just have chat guess at this point. Like, what is? I, I don't hear it. <laughs> I'm totally hearing it. That's you can hear it. Yeah, and the chat can hear it too. It sounds like a typewriter. I don't hear jack shit. This might just be a Tyler game then. <laughs> Wait, all right. So it sounds like a typewriter. Tyler, describe the describe it to us, and we'll try to guess off of that. Okay, uh, so it's a loudspeaker like like that, and then it sounds like a typewriter after it. So. And the guy is saying, this concludes the demonstration. Please. Okay. It sounds like a, yeah, a money ca catcher. Money counter. counter. Money, money, money counter. Um, Typing. Welcome, I, OMG, a mango. Thank you for the comment. I appreciate you. I, I really thought this would be a lot easier. Is it Clark Kent? No, no. You said Origins was the hint, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ben, you <sighs> His origin would just be birth. Oh. It would be the sound of <laughs> someone being birthed. Give us a hint. Give us a hint, Kale. Um, uh, um, okay. The typewriter is a sound... Uh, 
it's not a typewriter, but it would be ad- advanced <laughs> in the 60s. Computer? And there is more to describe in the clip that you missed, Tyler. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's Spider-Man. It's Peter Parker. Yeah, it's the uh, the lab accident that created oh, Spider-Man. Was that a, um, a centrifuge sound? Um, I don't remember what the sound was. <laughs> I heard the owl. I heard the owl in the crowd, so yeah. I assumed. Okay. Okay, I get it. You guys heard that one now, though, right? Like, I fixed it? Barely. Barely. We heard more. Yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Well, let's try, guess, let's try the first one. Cal, can I go with the right. first one? Yeah, do the first one. Let's see. Is what it, it, is it um, Slow Origins? Is that, is that just the, the that's, across that's, the board? Yeah. Okay, all right. Wait, let's try, try going on mute, so maybe, maybe we, like, we won't interfere with the sound. Like I heard like lasers. Lasers? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, lasers this is a real theme. Yeah. That's what I Doctor heard, so. Who. Harris says Doctor Who. Um, who's that? <laughs> oh, happy origin. So we don't really know Prince Robot's origin because that's probably birth two. So is it so lasers? It sounded like a British theme. Yeah, the um, the beginning of it was uh, a dig, like you can hear shovels and and like an archaeology dig. Okay, okay, lasers, lasers and British music. Um, archaeology dig. Who's an archaeologist? Adam Strange. Adam Strange. Oh, Tyler gets it again. That's good. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, this sucks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what's 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 with the theme the the royal theme? Is that is he British? No, well it's just a he's royalty. A, he's a oh hero. My God, yeah. Okay, alright, okay, alright. Let's do the next one. Next one, next one. I'm having fun with this because I can hear it better than you guys can. Uh, yeah, fucking big <laughs> <you> are. <laughs> all right, let's what are see. these janky games about? I like all these uh Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> Harris said this game is called Vague Sounds. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you. I don't know, I heard like rattling at the beginning, and then I present to you, and then nothing. I don't understand how you guys uh, can't hear it. The settings are all right. You didn't hear nothing, and that's very important. I mean, I heard something, but I'm not even, like, sure what it was. <laughs> uh, Harris says Zatanna King Kong. I don't think it could be King Kong. Well, it's got to be comic book related. I'm going to say Iron Man or the Human Torch. It's the Human Torch. Yeah. There we go. What? What? It's the, the original hear human it. torch. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Put the stream on. That seems to be working. Listen. Uh, yet, no, you listen. <laughs> I, I, have, like, I, I have to zoom audio as high as possible. Uh, yeah. I, 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 like, I can't hear it. What I know, type of, yeah. 
No, I can't hear it either. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a Zoom thing. I think Zoom's just not taking the aggregated output that I have, but eh, whatever. All right. Phone. Well, yeah, that's that's right. But I just don't understand how you guys are only hearing certain things and not everything. All right, let's next one. Next one. Let's see. Let's see. Let's next see next one. What's the point? So you can win more. It's yeah. already X three. You, you, no, you, let's you, see. Let's see. I'm I mean, listening. it's God, over. Sean, I'm listening here. <laughs> That. I can hear Kale swallowing more <laughs> than I can hear anything. That's the only time I hear it's so, big gulps. So Sean thinks it's matter eating lab. Oh, this one it's is Green Lantern. Lantern. This one's Green Lantern. Nope. It's not? It sounded like a like a rushing oh, this like is Superman. Engine. This is Mob and Pa Ken finding Superman's spaceship. Yep. Oh, there's the Man, baby. These okay. must be pretty elaborate. Baby. Kale. Baby. They really are, yeah. What they really are. Baby. It's pretty good. It's, it's I, I, good. I worked it, really hard on this. <laughs> it's such it's a shame because you can hear like that there's production there. There's production. It it works. Um but Zoom doesn't wanna <laughs> doesn't wanna play play ball here. So Tyler just guessed like three times. <laughs> one for each of us. One for each of you. I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, what I even heard. <laughs> I think so I, if I can describe it, it's um, <laughs> if I can describe the sounds, it was the the uh, spaceship, and then it sounded like it crashed, and then you heard like a pickup truck sound, and then a baby crying. You know mm. what? I'll say this: I'll, the game's <laughs> over. I'm ending the game. Uh, that's the end of it. So. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, Tyler wins. Happy, happy, clap. It the up. fix is in. A- I mean. A for effort, because this actually is a good game and concept. But <laughs> F for the fact that the contestants can't hear it. Uh, but the chat can. This is the chat game. And, and, and notice how the chat has gotten zero of them correct. That's not on Kale. And, and that Harris, <laughs> Harris has guessed uh, Doctor Who, Adam West, a typewriter, and King Kong. Okay. Oh, I mean, that just seems like a misunderstanding of the rules, but I mean, I, that's well, not on Kale. That's... Guys, that's been an episode of Vague Sounds. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's um, a better title than I came up with. What, what was your name? It was, it was TCP Theater. Oh, right, right. Which would be the case if everyone could hear it. <laughs> yeah. All right, maybe I'll figure that out next time, and we don't, uh, we actually... Uh, uh, I don't stay on the toilet for an extra half hour and um, can actually do that, guys. I didn't feel good this morning, right? <laughs> <laughs> what did you get into was, last night? Uh, just playing Pokemon and drinking, man. And then, uh, oh boy, burritos, Pokemon drinking. It was a bad idea. Um, Kale, good job. Not anymore. Oh. <laughs> good job, Kale. Um, <laughs> said Sean reluctantly. <laughs> yes. Good effort. I will. Uh, I'll put the the actual audio clips in the Discord, and everybody can enjoy them if they <laughs> so choose. It's or, nice though. It feels or, like those things not, that you would work. like uh, you put on YouTube and like fall asleep to. You know. Yeah, uh, I'd rather hear the moan fart thing that you have. The moan fart thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Why can you guys hear that and not anything else? <laughs> I can also hear the Magneto one, to be fair. Okay, so, all right. I definitely, I definitely thought about asking for that one for Saga. <laughs> oh, man. Moan, bark, fart. Yeah, that's Saga. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. We should, we should ban that. Um, 
that on this podcast, that audio. <laughs> it's efforts every moment. You can't ban that. Yeah. Well, you know, we don't ban things here. Unlike Tennessee. Oh, it's a, it's a, that's a segue. Thanks, man. Uh, who banned, voted to ban Art Spiegelman's mouse mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, from one of their school districts. Uh, they claim that the reasoning is due to the use of um, bad language, uh, like the word bitch, damn, and God, Mm -hmm. um, as well. (laughs) You know, that bad word, God. God, yeah. (laughs) Um, As well as, um, you know, an image of a a nude woman. Um, And so... The discussion has been about whether or not we should be allowing children to see, and, and I believe this was eighth grade, um, we should be allowing children to consume books that are, you know, that have bad language, new women, or deal with subject matter that is going to be maybe tough for them to grapple with. Um, and so, unfortunately, it was voted that, that uh, Mouse would be banned. This, of course, sparked a firestorm of conversation uh, on social media about book bannings, book burnings, um, and just how awful it is. Uh, it's, it's worth pointing out that this happening represents a bigger agenda on the part of uh, a lot of um, you know right-wing groups, conservative groups, who are actually targeting uh, school districts and and going to these encouraging their members to go to school board meetings and things like that and challenge books and and ask that they be banned put them up for vote um and there this of course goes hand in hand with the critical race theory um uh arguments that happened last summer and banning that as 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 something to be taught in schools so um, obviously, I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say that we all agree here that this should never happen, right? Oh, um, sorry, <laughs> I misheard you. I thought you said we all agree that this should never happen. I'm like, yo, what podcast am I on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I was on that kind of podcast. Whoa, you're you're definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's just it's just unfortunate that whenever something like this happens. Um, there is a the, the children are used as the scapegoat right and that's yep. what i hate the most it's this idea that children can't handle this kind of content and they certainly can and i don't even think it's like a question of handling it i oh, think it's oh, what you think <laughs> marcus <laughs> came you in again <laughs> Is that what you think? Marco's trying to deep your voice. Like you sound like a, a villain just, from The Mask. We're having a serious conversation now. It's deep voice Marco. Is that better? No. no. Not, not, not at all. You gotta work on your drivers, dude. That's It's the funniest glitch that can happen. Is that better? Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. How can we talk about this while we're talking about mouse oh, guys? Come on, let's God. let's let's get serious okay, here. Last time is, is nothing. No, no, no just, nothing. just go Not for better. it. Just, <laughs> just as this. Okay, okay. 
I think the the other part of this issue is that like people don't think that you can grow out of this because it'll like bog you down with what it is. I can't. No. <laughs> I'm trying to pull it in, but I can't. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you just hit puberty, dude. You're talking about grow out of this, like you, you on, had man. like your you had like your 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 new X Men secondary mutation there. Like. <laughs> and I think it's funny because I'm trying my damnedest not to laugh while I know, I know. the Real, book about the Holocaust is really on the trying to take take him seriously for what he was gonna say. No change. No, no change. change. <laughs> let's just let's just go. I mean, okay, all right. Get out of your system, Marco. I can. Oh, I can get past it. I can get past. It. I can get past it. I can't, dude. I can't. You gotta <laughs> fix that shit somehow, man. That's crazy. <laughs> Sean, do you want to talk about mouse? Nope. Uh, wait, say something. Last try. Last try. It's a mixture of both now. You better try again. <laughs> If I hop out and hop back in, will it ruin everything? No, I can, I can, I can fix it. Uh, if you want to hop out and hop back in, just let me know when you're back in. All right, I'm, I'm oh two seconds. God. All right. Incredible. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, um, from Beyond the Star says, my laptop crashed, but I was typing that uh, kill. I enjoyed the game, even though I am trash. Usually I can identify audio in two seconds from things, but damn, I got nothing. Harris says, spit take uh, from me on the stars again. I love seeing Sean fall out of the chair again. How could I not? That's insanely funny. Um, <laughs> and now our entire. Okay. It's back. Harris um, said, Marco Barry White edition. <laughs> <laughs> Marco, are you anything? That's uh, better. I think so. Say more words. I'm saying more words. Nope. Jesus Christ. It's like not as bad as before, though. All right. Just just say just say what you got to say. I'll be mature. Talk about the Holocaust, Marco. Yeah. Go right ahead. The, I, I just finished watching the education season of The Wire. Okay. So, like, the, one of the things that I feel like is uh, counterintuitive is, like, being able to challenge mm-hmm. a young person with something because they're <laughs> yo bro I'm gonna fix this and then I'm gonna come back in <laughs> bro this is so close to the drunk episode I don't wanna know what the drunk episode would be like alright can I talk oh about mouse God. seriously yeah, go ahead man. go ahead so mouse honestly was the first graphic novel i ever put my hands on um i went to a small catholic school up until the eighth grade it was like a pre-k to eighth grade kind of catholic school we had a very very tiny library in there it was like as big as one classroom but they had mouse there and i picked it up and i fucking love that book and honestly i think that was my first introduction to like what the holocaust was to be honest i remember picking it up before i even really learned that in history class um, so it's kind of a really important book for me, um, a, as a, as a, um, a learning tool really. And it's a learning tool in a way that a young person can kind of get their thoughts around the, the subject matter, but also like in terms of like graphic novels, like I'm like, yeah, I had read, you know, a Spider-Man book here on there, an X-Men book, but this, whether I knew it or not, opened my eyes to what an actual graphic novel can be. It's not just this, you know, capes and 
laser beams for eyes. You can actually tell some real, real shit in it. It's also a gorgeous book too. Like Spiegelman is a great cartoonist. So, yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, we did it for a book club actually, and I was shocked by how good it was. Um, it, it's, it's. I've learned. I learned more about the Holocaust from this than from like anything really. Like you know that de- you know what happened, right? Like you you hear what happened, but you don't like get into how it really impacted day-to-day people like what it was really really like and that's what mouse is so good at um i think that the fact that there are people who don't want this to be taught uh says a lot about you know where we are with holocaust denial and you know some of the the wave of conservatism that has swept this country and like be conservative but that's like that's fine i'm really talking about like alt-right or like you know conspiracy like holocaust denial um stuff like that like you know we can have any logical conversation you want to have about where society's at and all that different stuff but if once you get into like oh the holocaust there were there was two sides let's let's accurately (laughs) showcase both sides like nah you lose me there that's where you lose you you think with the advent of the internet there'd be more uh, uh room for uh, uh information dissemination like accurate information but it's done the opposite it's made people even dumber um and this just makes me realize like uh, adults who stay at home all day and have access to the internet and don't don't have to work while their kids are at school are the ones that are probably at these meetings i'm like you got just learn a hobby like <laughs> yeah this reminds me of like uh this is more wrestling uh, stuff but like one of the nxt referees was like he went down that rabbit hole yep. of like the alt-right and was at these school board meetings and stuff it's like for like the anti-masking movement and like unmask our children sort of sort of shit um and like it it really sucks people in and they think yeah. they're doing something <laughs> like um uh, but they're not um and a lot of us it's, probably have family members who get into that. Like you watch someone fall into a hole and it's like, wow. Uh, yes. One thousand percent. <laughs> if you know me, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, um, it, not uh, Holocaust denial, but, you know, other yeah, did, holes. It's very similar. Uh, similarly, did I tell you guys a family member uh, when COVID first came around uh, told me to mix bleach with my drinking water? Yeah. Did you do it? I sure did. Oh yeah, no. I was on Reddit and I saw some uh, some employer took a like an air humidifier and did a water bleach solution in the office, and that was the solution yes. for uh, for COVID. Now, oh, actually, let me let me read the comments real quick. Um, Harris is making more fun of uh, what happened with Marco's voice. Keep that. Yo, am I, I'm back, bro. I'm back. You're back. Oh, You're back. your balls went back up inside you. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, away. Right back in. <laughs> Uh, from beyond the star says admin and school boards are just more willing to bend to whatever pleases parents even at the detriment of actually educating children i have many thoughts on this uh kale no are you for real yes kale is very for real you guys should hear the things that happen off the air yeah um, I, did, I did i didn't actually drink it that part was a joke oh no, that, <laughs> that, would be, that would be crazy i did uh i i, I was <laughs> genuinely told and it does make me worry for uh that person's children there's um, one aspect of this conversation that I want to uh, I want to raise um, because a few years ago there was a book called uh, 
Captain America. And it was written by Nick Spencer. Yeah, any book. And in that book, Captain America at the end says Hail Hydra, and it's revealed that he's a member of Hydra. The implication was, if you only ever read that one comic, right, the implication is that they're trying to sell you on the idea that Captain America has been an agent of Hydra the whole time. Um, And at that time, people were so angry with that, without knowing the context or anything else, that they were literally burning the comic. Right? Not understanding that, you know, you buying it is actually just fueling Marvel anyway. Um, And people were very, very angry. And so I say to you guys, right, that is the same as this. I, Tyler, you're shaking your head no. Yeah, I don't think so. You're you're wrong, and I'm going to explain why. Whenever you are burning books or banning books or saying this is not okay for consumption, you are saying that in some form or fashion, you are cool with censorship. You are cool with saying this is not for people. I'm an authority, and I'm saying this is not to be consumed. Burning books, burning someone else's creation is the worst thing you can do when it comes burning, banning, whatever. Those are the worst things you can do when it comes to obstructing freedoms. Information is supposed to be free. You're not supposed to censor it. Just because you don't like something does not give you the right to make it so that others cannot have it. That's bullshit. I was thinking more lines when that Captain America thing was happening, and I don't want to compare a Captain America book to a book that's actually about the Holocaust. Um, I think the subject matter is a little heavier in one than the other. Um, but I thought the book burning of the that, that Cap issue was more of a protest thing, where this is a literal censorship. Um, I, don't, I don't think anyone I don't, expected them to cancel Captain America. That, that's not happening. I think some people want Nick Spencer off the book, I think. Um, and I think it's more of the idea that this American who fought Nazis um, is is was a Nazi the whole time. Again, out of context, that's how it may seem. Um, I can see the the uproar about it. I didn't agree with it because I'm like you know the comics guys like hey let it, let it play out sort of sort of camp on that one. Um, but I think this is more this mouse thing is a little little more uh, important and heavier than uh, a superhero book. Of course that, it is, yeah. but but what I, I'm, that's that's taking what I'm saying like at a very base level. I'm I'm not saying that, I'm not equating them as equal. I'm saying that it's always wrong to do this. That any time that you're looking to obstruct someone's creative choice um, and say this is not okay to consume is censorship that I don't stand behind. And I think it's funny that people get it in one context but they don't in the other. And that's why things like this will always happen. <clears throat> People will always come up with an excuse for why it's okay to do this. <clears throat> um, it, it's sad. It's it's sad. But like I said at the top of the show, you can't. You can no longer succeed at this endeavor because Mouse is now number two and four on the best-selling books list. And now you've yeah. reminded people why this book is so important yeah. how do you do a book is this more of a this is a book ban within the school district right and this isn't even like a tennessee thing across the board this is right. micro school, school district level yeah, and it's not banning of sales of it it's just schools can't carry the book i'm yeah. getting that correctly yeah. okay yeah because yeah, you can you cannot effectively do a literal book ban um well they can't because carry of the, the internet 
But they can't they can't carry it or they can't teach it. The school district cannot carry it and they cannot teach it. Okay. It's banned from the district. Gotcha. Okay. That's a shame. Banned from the education system within the district. Yes, and on top of that, uh, there is a transcript available for the conversation that led to this ruling. And one of the things that they discuss is what do you do as a teacher if your student pulls this book out at lunch and quotes from it? You can't punish them because they're quoting from a book that you assign. So this now opens up the door for people for teachers theoretically if a child did have mouse in their school and they were reading from it at lunch or wherever to say hey that's not appropriate for school here's detention or here's you know whatever it is here's the bible which is what they're actually trying to make right oh that, that book happen. where where god sent down uh raging menstrual bears to maul children that's the, the, it, that's the the pro- the prophet elijah story actually <laughs> Listen, I mean, I'm, I'm fully aware of the popular <laughs> Struck down on this podcast. Do you do you hear the uh, the Catholic upbringing in Kalanai's uh, voice? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they've heard it from me for a long time. <laughs> I, so wait, I'm I'm confused by that quote. Like the the danger is if you're whatever context you have this book at school and you quote from it. Well, first of all. If, if, if a kid in, you know, a fifth grade kid pulls out a book and starts quoting it, I'm ragging on that kid as a nerd right away. <laughs> yep. So I don't think that I don't think that's happening unless it's goosebumps, specifically deep trouble. That's allowed. But anything <laughs> besides that, not allowed. Under the sink. Nope, not allowed. What? Yeah, exactly. Hermes, dork. Yeah, if kid kid starts quote, <laughs> if a kid starts talking about a comic book, automatically a dork. Wait a minute. Listen, right. no, you're not wrong. Nobody, nobody's stopping <laughs> you. It's, <laughs> um, it's just a weird, a weird situation to be like, oh well, this couldn't happen. It's because it's because that's really not like if you take it at face value. Sure, they look like concerned parents, but there's right. an agenda behind this, and that's why it's not even worth validating by analyzing what it is that they're talking about. I, that's why I didn't even bother to pull any quotes. It's all bullshit. <laughs> it's, it's all bullshit. There's I'm, no justifiable reason for this ever. I live um, right down the block from a, a school. So, Sean, I'm a concerned uh, citizen. Well, go to your school board. Well, you can go. They'll escort you out because you don't have a child there. But you can go and you can discuss how you feel. There you go. Um, um, C- Catherine's a, a teacher. Am I right in that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you, you probably have some real thoughts about this. I mean... It feels like the the role of the teacher too is being micromanaged in every single aspect these days. Where I had I know teacher friends, they don't fucking want to be teachers anymore. No. Um, so, yeah. real real underappreciated profession, uh, and I think it's really fucking sick. Really, how much we need to police it. I got two two quick quotes that I want to share, maybe three, depending on if I can find the last one. So the first one is from an Indiana state senator who said that he wanted teachers to be, quote, impartial when teaching about the Holocaust and fascism. Jesus. What? That's where we're at. (laughs) Repeat that one more time. Repeat that. Okay. An Indiana state senator said that he wanted teachers to be impartial, quote, when teaching about the Holocaust and fascism. What? Um, what's what's in part? What, like what is in, what the fuck does that? Mean? Well, you know that's, that's you know that's Both code sides. for, right? 
well, we don't want to teach kids fascism so that when we have the fascism, they won't recognize it. Right. <laughs> you know, like now. Exactly. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, the second one is from uh, Neil Gaiman, who said, "There's only one kind of people who would vote to ban mouse, whatever they are calling themselves these days." A. I believe they're called cats. The cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, I'll leave the last uh, bit of. You know, quotation here, the last word to Art Spiegelman himself. Mm. He said, I'm kind of baffled by this. He said, it's leaving me with my jaw open. Like, what? Uh, he said it was Orwellian. He said, I've met so many young people who have learned from things from this book, which we're all, you know, we all count ourselves among those. Um, <laughs> and then the best thing he said, I also understand that Tennessee is obviously demented. There's something, there's something going on very, very haywire there. And then he took a hit from his vape. Yeah, yeah. just makes it cloud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, I don't think that there's anything more that needs to be said. We understand that this is bad. Um, it's the worst thing going. Screw you, Tennessee, but not the people who live there, just the ones who are about this. And, um, you know, let's let's fight against this anywhere we see. Never we're we're going to see this snowball action. too. Yeah, of course. This is this yeah. is what's happening. It's an agenda, and it's winning. Um, and they're using children, and that's what I hate the most about it. Yep. Um, before we get on to the next subject, which will be more fun than this, uh, although nothing will beat that Marco's deep voice. Um, <laughs> puberty Marco's honestly, my favorite honestly, character on the show. Kind of, kind of, kind of into it, Marco. You know, I was like, yeah. Feeling some stuff. It. it was a, it was a little, little sultry there, maybe. Marco. Yeah, Tyler's like, uh, yeah, maybe I could, maybe I could leave my wife. Uh, uh, we could do. Uh, <laughs> we want to do a Zoom later. <laughs> uh, Catherine said, uh, "Elmeo, oops, I joined in my kids. We talked all last year on, especially Mango. Uh, don't get me started on the role of teacher. I just ranted to my husband last night about this. Thank you for acknowledging under the underappreciation and policing." Uh, Hermes Pip said, I have friends who had mouse and mouse two as required reading. That's really cool. I yeah. wish I had been taught it in school instead of having I, to read it uh, within the last couple of years on this podcast. Can I ask a dumb question? Sure. What's mouse two about? It's just a second volume of it. it yes. It's, oh, okay. It's I got gotcha. two books. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was like Holocaust two, like mouse the Boogaloo or something. Yeah. <laughs> Mouse oh. two, mouse strikes back. Oh my god! <laughs> Unreal. This is a crazy podcast. Um, let's talk about Judgment Day. Uh, I would love to. The Book of Revelation. Tyler, let's go. <laughs> let's go. go. We're here. I got it. I got it. Let's go, Kale. We've been working towards this our whole lives. We've got okay. So there are four dragons no, in specific no, parts no, no, of no, uh, no. the financial that's, district. That's, that's over. Um, Good bit, though. Uh, so Judgment Day is coming. This is something that Marvel has been teasing for a while. It's going to be an event that encompasses the Avengers, the X-Men, and the Eternals. They've been building to it a little bit through the Eternals series that's ongoing right now, written by Kieran Gillen. Um, and this week, we got a couple of teaser images that feature dialogue that appears to be from the actual Judgment Day book or one of the books that's leading up to whatever the event will be. 
Um, so Tyler, do you have all three or just the, just the major one? I got the major one. I felt like the other two uh, were a little more obtuse. Sure. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're whatever. We'll focus on the major one. That's fine. Uh, which has potential implications for the MCU. So it's a quote from Drew Wig. Can you read this in an Irish accent? I think I want to be immersed. No. Okay. All right. Well, you know, we tried. Uh, do you have one? Cause you can, you can I don't. I don't. Maybe Kale does. You're the closest Kale's to it. There. Yeah, Kale's been there. Have I been there? What, all white people look the same to you, Marco? <laughs> Did you go to school there or something? No, dipshit. Oh, <laughs> Scotland. Oh, my God, Marco. Take <laughs> your ass. Uh, again, you, you guys will be familiar with Druig. If you watch the Eternals movie, which I know a lot of people recently did. Via and if you watch the Eternals movie, I'm sorry. Oh, the, the, you know what? It's funny because a lot, a lot of people now, all of a sudden, really love that movie. Everybody's like, "Oh, I can't believe people were so complaining about this movie. It's amazing." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because um, they didn't have to spend money on it. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it cost me fifty dollars to go see that movie between me yep. and my girlfriend. I had a bad time. Um, <laughs> for a million years, Earth has been protected from the deviants, but we made a mistake. We missed some. The mutants. That's a quote from Julie. So, the implication, if you take it at face value, is that the mutants are actually deviants and were created by the by the uh, celestials um, and mutated out of what we traditionally understand deviants to be, and now they look like humans and they have all these powers. That sounds like a really really great retcon. That you can apply to the MCU to allow an easy in for mutants. Right? Huh? It definitely sounds like a retcon. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about this. this I'm getting real ultimate vibes from this. It's iffy. It's really iffy. Like this should not be done. Moment, you want me to go big brain here? If it's uh, for the MCU. Um, implications this could have yeah so in guardians 3 we're gonna get introduced to uh chukwudi iwuji's uh unnamed character so far he's the guy that's in the actor that's in peacemaker yeah. um, i'm thinking he is playing the high evolutionary Agreed. who yeah. who is somehow connected to the eternals in the mcu and he's the one that creates this kind of gene X gene or whatever, and then seeds the earth with it. And now the mutants are really celestial based in a way. Um, and the, the, the eternals got to fight with them. So not in love with that. Um, it's a weird. Also, I feel like this is bait, you know, a little, little baity to put this as the, yeah. the teaser. Like they yeah. know what they're doing. That's why I said at face value. I don't believe sure, that yeah. at the end of this that at the end of this event that that will actually be true. Um, I think that if you do that, you annihilate, in my opinion, what the X Men mean. Um, it's it's supposed to be an organic evolution of humanity that obviously can have many different meanings and interpretations depending on where you're coming at it from or how you're reading it. But ultimately, it's a story of a minority oppressed group, right? Um, if you say that actually 
their origin is some kind of cosmic thing. I really think that takes away from it. Um, it gives people within the MCU, within Marvel, the ability to treat them as second-class citizens all over again. It gives them another excuse to do that uh, because then they're not humans, right? Like, then they're really not. Yep. Um, and they never were. I I can't connect with that. And if that were the original origin, no one would like it. I don't think I don't think we would still talk about the X Men if that were the original origin. Yeah, because it would be a Jack Kirby book that nobody understood back then. <laughs> uh, Harris says, "I remember there was an Earth X section where they explained that the Celestials actually created the whole Norse pantheon in Marvel." Yeah, I feel like I remember that from Earth X. Um, to a and, degree, though, that makes sense. That may, yeah, and, I agree. That makes sense. And that's like not mainline continuity, you know. Like, yeah, you can do weird shit like that elsewhere, but in mainline continuity, it it, it just give you know what it gives me. It gives me um, Fox era X Men comics, right? Where they were always coming up with like a weird <laughs> excuse, like, oh yeah, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are actually not mutants, and. You know, Magneto's not really their dad because we want to use these characters in the movies, but we can't tie them to the X Men. That's what it, that's what it makes me feel like. Is this how they they reestablish Wanda and Quicksilver being Magneto's children? Because they're like, hey, uh, Magneto was not really a mutant too. Everyone is really just created by something, by the Celestials. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Her- Hermes Pip says, "Wasn't the origin of mutants radiation from the atomic bomb?" No, I have never heard Godzilla. That before. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. If you can produce the Carfax on that one, I would love to see because I, I don't know. Show so, me the Carfax. Show me the Carfax. So would would this would this be weird if like let's say the the Celestials sparked some sort of mutation and and it was still a variation of the humans, but they just like they didn't create them necessarily, but they provided the necessary ingredient for them to mutate from humans. You mean like the Inhumans? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we don't talk about the Inhumans. <laughs> That's the problem. This gets into Inhuman territory. Like at this point, how different are they really from the Inhumans? If you do this, uh, Shenran makes a good point too. Like if Marvel is doing the retcon for the sake of making sense in the MCU, then they can get shot themselves in the foot because the MCU may not use the storyline like the Inhumans. <laughs> see, but see that that I, I feel like if the only reason to do this is if this is a collaboration, if this is them having foreknowledge of what the MCU is going to do and setting the table within the comics to make sure. It yeah. There's no other reason to do it. And I don't think they would do it otherwise. But historically, they haven't had that, that um, collaboration though. I feel like I can't they really, have. is yeah. there something like, like I feel like the inhumans we thought would be that, but then the inhuman show came out and nobody liked it and they just don't talk about it anymore. And they don't, they killed off the inhumans mostly. Yeah, and even like you, it looks like Kamala Khan isn't even an inhuman in the MCU. She looks like she might be like some magic wrist uh, wristband type. Yeah, but but there are a lot of other examples that go against that though. Like for example, Nick Fury. Nick Fury being black mm, in the fair. comics only exists because of the movies. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, their their change only exists because of the Fox situation. Um, so okay, yeah. And, and the just one last one, um, the Norse pantheon, the, As- the Asgardians are no longer uh, gods in the comics because of the movies. So 
you know, I feel like this is table setting if it ends up going down this road the way it seems now. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, what's up, Shenron? I don't know if I don't think you've been in the chat before, so it's good. Yeah, Shenron was here last yeah, week, I believe. Yeah, Shenron yeah. was here. By the way, uh, to anyone who's watching who's not following the channel, please do follow. We really appreciate that. Um, and if you would be so kind as to subscribe, that's of course super appreciated as well. It's a great way to help us out. Um, uh, Hermes Pip says, I don't think the MCU will portray mutants well. Man, you know, I really I really believe in the MCU. I believe in Kevin Feige, so I can't say that. But there's always trepidation whenever they're introducing something that feels like it will require a lot of legwork to make sense. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Shenron, thank you so much for the subscription. There was really a, a gift sub from oh. uh, Catherine. Yeah. Oh, hey, thank you. Thank you, what's up? Thank you, Catherine. Yo. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do we Enjoy get a song. wish now that Shenron? <laughs> uh, I wish Corlin comes back. It's and it's Shenran, but you're gonna be Shenron on this podcast. So <laughs> hopefully, Shenran is not an important name to you because you're Shenron. Now. Um, we'll we'll see how this develops. Obviously, it's not gonna be until the actual Judgment Day event starts before we really know what's gonna happen. Um, but we will stay on top of it for sure. Uh, let's move forward to another announcement that Marvel made. This one a little bit less exciting, to be honest. Daredevil's getting a new series um, after the end of Devil's Reign, which Marvel also announced an Omega issue for. Uh, this week, we now know that uh, Daredevil will be relaunching with a new number one from none other than Chip Zdarsky. And uh, Marco Cicchetto. And Marco Cicchetto, <laughs> yes. Which, oh, okay. Which is hilarious because I feel like last week we just discussed a similar um, uh, relaunch with, uh, who was it? Um, There was another book that got relaunched with the exact same creative team. Uh, uh, Strange Academy, I think it was. Maybe we Okay. We didn't talk about it, no, but you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're Um, treating Strange Academy like seasons, which this Daredevil wasn't announced like that. But uh, you know what? Why, Why get rid of a good thing? Yeah. Yo, whenever yeah. they renumber stuff, um, I find it really annoying because I think like mm. it, it's a. I feel like it's a clean. It's a way for them to make a clean break in. Right? You can be like, oh, this is the new number one coming out of this big, you know, storyline that we just did, and you can sort of recenter yourself. But uh, it makes it. I don't know. It's frustrating because you're if you've been picking up this story. It's what happened with um. I think Archie, and like I ended up losing track at some point because. I was following it religiously. They did this whole renumbering situation, and then I lose interest because I forget where I'm supposed to be coming in on. Um, so I feel like th- this, as an attempt to get new people in, sometimes backfires. Yeah, I don't love it. Um, I get it, uh, but it you know it's just it's just it just seems like a ploy. It just feels like something that they do to boost sales. This is like there's a there's a I don't know if it's a meme or if it's real, but it's like the top things you can do to boost sales other than just write better other than just put out better books and one of them it's like a marvel thing one of them is to relaunch it in the number one yeah. all, um, it, all different another one the, is to put like animals on the cover stuff like that <laughs> a purple oh, like the marvel apes era yeah, Remember yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah or a scotty um, young baby cover i probably boost sales too i mean they, they have the <laughs> legacy numbering on this so i mean you can yeah. that's the way they've tried to have their cake and eat it too yeah um I'm fine with it, you know. Sean, like I'm giving up at this point, without caring about new number yeah. ones. 
Sean, you said there was an Omega issue. What is that? Because if that's a new name for zero issues, I would much rather we call them Omega issues. The Omega issue <laughs> is nor like a lot of times uh, at Marvel, they'll do like an like an alpha issue to an event, which will be essentially an issue zero, and then an Omega that is like an addendum. You know, like an epilogue. Okay. Epilogue. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, so this is just gonna be that. Um, notably, Devil's Reign did not have an alpha issue, so um, it's funny there. Yeah, this isn't a big deal. You know, like, cool, more Daredevil, f year four of the Chip Zdarsky, Marco Cicchetto story. I'm here for it. Great. I, I love how consistently good Daredevil creative teams are. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. it's the one book that it doesn't matter who's on it, the Science Channel lands, where the... <laughs> The creative team is always firing on all cylinders, you know, like it's just so consistently good. I would even say it's more consistent than a Batman or far more, far more, yeah. far, no. far more. The, 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 the Batman had one. I think I'm right in saying this one run in the 2000s that was exceptional, which was Grant Morrison's. Ed Brubaker's before that was notably not amazing. It didn't light people on fire. And I don't even know who else wrote Batman in the, in the 2000s. Snyder. Well, no, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, main Batman. He did. Right? No, he did. Pre-52. Uh, pre, pre He's talking about... Uh, 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 2000s, not 2000s. Pre-Flashpoint. Yeah. Pre, pre yeah, his run started in 2011. 20, yeah, yeah, the 2010s. Oh, you're talking about... Okay, you're, I thought you were talking about, like, 2000s in general. Okay. Yeah, no, just the mainline Batman series. Yeah, I mean, um, like, with Daredevil, you pick up a team, you know, post, you know, once Marvel Knights happens, exactly. it's pretty good good sailing from there on. Even even the worst Daredevil run from that era, which is probably, I mean, you know, if we're, if we're just really talking about it, it's probably uh, the one where Shadowland happened. Uh, who was that? Um, it's Sewell. No, no, Soul is after afterwards. Uh, it's uh, oh, he did too. He did the losers. Yeah, Green. Uh, yeah, Green Arrow. Uh, year Year One, the Island, whatever. Um. No, uh, Diggle, Andy Diggle. Andy Diggle. Thank you Andy very Diggle. much. Yeah. Uh, oh. That's the, I really like that run. I'm not gonna lie. Sh the, the Shadowland stuff. Go ahead. Addendum. The run is okay. I don't like the event. That's where my main issue is. My least favorite run is the Mark Wade stuff. Wow! Yes. That's yes. my favorite run. That's it's the most different compared to everything else. So I will I will yeah. give you that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kristen said, came to stop by for a minute. Hope everything's going well. Thank you for dropping by. Um, appreciate that. Uh, Sultan of Swing said, Shadowland is greater than Tinian's Batman. Let's Ooh. go. That's the type, that's the type of, that's the type of oh, that oh, I want. Ban. Where's the, the ban? Where's the ban button? I that's can do this. I have the power. We might have to do like a, uh, uh, a battle of the books. I love it. Oh, that's, that's Ooh, like a, uh, oh, a March Batman. Madness. Huh? Huh? March yeah. Madness. That's sports, right? I love it. Um, does uh, before we move on? Does does this logo on the on the image? Does it look off to you guys? It's because it it's compressed. Is? That's just me. Okay. Yeah, it's just compressed yeah, it's on like, the screen. That's all. Yeah. Boy, this feels like a, a an unfortunate miss. It looks really good. Um, like in an yeah, I think it, it's just a high quality thing that I tried making a little smaller, so it gets a little a little grainy. 
Um, but but we do need to move on because uh, Iron Man is getting married. Um, Iron Man, and I, I hate to break your heart, uh, Catherine, if you're in the chat, but uh, Iron Man is officially off the market. He he uh, proposed. Now, when I say who he proposed, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of you will not know who I'm talking about. That's fine. But he proposed to Hellcat, a.k.a. Ooh. Patsy Walker. Most Dude famous, likes him a redhead. Listen, most famous <laughs> for being uh, in uh, Jessica Jones. She was Jessica Jones' friend, if you guys watched that. Um, she was the radio host there. Mm -hmm. um, Patsy Walker. Yeah, he's getting married to Patsy Walker. Patsy Walker, who was uh, Marvel's answer to Betty and Veronica. Yeah. Um, in her origin, yeah. she wasn't Hellcat. She was just Patsy Walker. Um, and then they, you know, they realized superhero books were actually where the money was, so they made her a superhero. Um, wow. I ha have any of you guys been reading the Iron Man run by Christopher Cantwell and uh, mm -hmm. Jesus Saez? Hear great things. Oh, it's good. It's good, man. It's um, it's Iron Man versus Korvac, and then like he really gives Iron Man a really weird supporting cast. It's Patsy Walker, um, Ben Riley before he comes back to Earth. Frogman, uh, Misty Knight, and um, the Gargoyle, which is like Marvel's Etrigan. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Huh. And then like it has like Whiplash in it. It's got the Unicorn. It's a weird book that's super cosmic, um, and it's it's really fun. I've been meaning to check it out. I think I bought like the first few issues, but I never it's actually good. opened one. Yeah. Um, we're not actually here to dissect this relationship we don't actually really care the reason why we're talking about this is because it made me think this is a very strange uh relationship what other weird relationships can we think of in comics so we have put together a little bit of a, a list for the weird relationships that we can think of um and we want you guys to participate so if you know of a weird relationship from comics it doesn't have to be superheroes just what whatever um, most of them will probably come from heroes, but um, whichever ones you think are weird, share them in the chat wherever you're listening, and we're gonna rattle off ours, and we'll see. If uh, Hermes Pip says a weird couple is MJ and Peter. <laughs> All right, explain that. We'll wait for you to explain that. Well, let's go with your first one, Sean. All right, go go ahead. Uh, yeah, so Tony Stark and Emma Frost. Yo, now, Tony Stark is a slut. Yes, he certainly is. Um, this one I, I've been obsessed with since 2006 when Civil War happened. Because this is one panel from a conversation that Tony and Emma had at, during Civil War. And what it features is the two of them outside the X-Mansion. For those of you who don't know, at this time, the X-Mansion was actually under surveillance by the state, the government. And Sentinels were watching over it. So the X-Men couldn't really like maneuver. And Tony's asking Emma to join the the uh the pro registration side he's asking the x-men to join their side and they uh, they he references that they had an arrangement uh while they were both single um the implication being that while they were single they would do their thing together they would you know have a sexual relationship and uh he asks her if scott summers aka cyclops is aware of that at the time emma and scott were an item um, it doesn't go well, the conversation for Tony. Emma is not here for it, and she clearly uh, is unhappy that Tony would even show up for this. But I can't imagine, like, I don't want to imagine these two together. I don't like it at all. Emma and Tony sucks. That's a ship I don't ship. 
That's a ship I want off. Hermes Pip said, uh, honestly, the it has to do with the Raimi trilogy, just not good. Also, he's a Gwen head, so or they're a Gwen head. I don't know. Um, that's fair. That's fair. Not a, not a Kirsten Dunst fan, Hermes Pip. Got it. Rough. They for oh, sure yeah, yeah, smashed, though. Yeah. That makes total sense. So, Sultan of Swing. It makes sense that they would. I don't want it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I love Emma Frost. Um, but I, I like the idea that, you know, she, you know, she, she's, she's got she's, better taste than. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Uh, so I, I had on my list here, uh, Husk and Toad. Um, <laughs> this was a, this was a couple that, that, that kind of, uh, came about in Jason Aaron's Wolverine, the X-Men run where Husk is this uh, teacher who's going through some stuff because she can't really control her powers and Toad's the janitor. And it's about <laughs> like uh, Toad who's like the nice guy who gets the girl at the end. Um, uh, but now he's in the Krakosi, so who, who cares? Where's the, char- the, the character development? It's just gone. So Toad be in the Krakosi. Um, I thought the story was going to end up as uh, Toad was a student and she was the teacher and... <laughs> Oh no no! It may have. It may have. Nope. I don't know. Nope. He was the Yanator. Um, Kale, you had uh, Monsieur Mala and the Brain. Yeah, one of comics' weirdest relationships. Um, a gorilla and a brain. What else is there? Oh, that's so good though. Canonically I, no, gay listen. too. Yeah. 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 And you know what? That's the least offensive part. Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> um. I, I, yeah, it's not weird because I don't like it. I like it very much because it's weird. <laughs> they actually even showed this in the live-action Doom Patrol show. Uh, it's in the cartoon as well. Yeah, the the old uh, Teen Titans cartoon. Was it in Brave and the Bold too? I feel like they they, yes, they showed these so. guys in Batman Brave and the Bold. Underrated so. show, by the way. Batman Brave and the Bold is fantastic. Hard to agree. I just don't like like this is having to carry around this giant cylinder with a brain in it like really limits Monsieur Malaz's ability to get anything done. Oh, he's got he's got like wheels and shit. Uh, true, true, yeah. You don't, um, you don't then, become an evil brain in the jar without being able to locomote yourself. And, and Kelly, you, you sent me this one too. You said this was a weird couple, um, Swamp Thing and Abby Arcane. Yeah, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I don't think that's uh. What? I mean, I, I don't think that's um, an, an unreasonable. I mean, it's odd. It's it's absolutely sh- odd. Like, she's a regular person. He's a swamp creature. He's a regular person, she, person she, too, bro. She'd she, she be, she be getting they... that green growth there. Oh, yep. my <laughs> God. <laughs> you, yeah, you, she you might get, like, a poison ivy rash. Getting... <laughs> no, Is poison ivy an STD at this point? What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the the, the swamp member is. I don't know if this got ivy on there. Could, talk could about be. poison ivy like that. The swamp member. That's yeah. amazing. Oh my god. Is it keep mossy? The, is it, is keep, he keeping mossy to make it nice and slick? I've slipped on moss yeah, in like a river before. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Keep the weird relationships coming in the chat. By the way, if you guys can think of more, what's next, Tyler? Um, next up is one you mentioned, Sean. The one panel. Uh, Tony Stark and Gamora, this. or uh, who mentioned this Kale. one? This is Cal. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, this was early on, I believe, in Bendis's um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Tony goes to space, 
and he puts the moves on Gamora and the next page from this is it doesn't go well <laughs> yeah, Tony yeah. they're both laying there it's really awkward and Tony goes I swear it's never happened that fast before <laughs> that's such a bendest thing to do though yeah big time um, I put my favorite couple in comics on this list um, ultimate Quicksilver and ultimate Scarlet Witch <laughs> That one is so we weird. We don't even need any more. Like the the this is this is this is like the ultimate weird relationship. Yeah, this is the one. Marco, do you know about this? I've never heard of this. It's oh incest. <laughs> yeah, Yikes. It is yeah, ultimate is Straight is up. a 4chan poster come into comic book form. It's uh <laughs> yep. literally just incest throughout. Um they are in love with each other, they're explicitly siblings. What? Um, it's it's pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes Catherine. They yes, even there absolutely. is a sex scene in it too, right? Sean, am I, I right about that? Remember that, or, or at least a, po- a post-coitus panel. It's very it's it's always extremely implied, but it's never. Yeah. I don't think they kiss or anything like that. But it's heavy, 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 heavy. Uh, um, then you, uh, I think, Sean. Did you mention this one, uh, Rogue and Magneto? That was you, I think. It wasn't no. me. It wasn't was me. Kale? Kale. <laughs> Someone did. It wasn't me. Oh no, I did. I did actually. It was you. Yeah. It was me. Um, Sultan of Swing says, "Didn't Bendis also do Kitty Pride and Peter Quill?" I recommended that one too. Uh, Magneto and Rogue is like, all right, listen. Rogue is not a child. She's not. It's not like Kitty Pride, right? Rogue's a grown woman. She can make her own decisions. But Magneto is very old, and all mm. the hair on his body is gray. Okay. That's all I'm saying. It's so old as white. It's white. You're right. And I just feel a little iffy about this to me. Like, I don't, I can't get with this. I can't. Magneto and Rogue? Nah, not for me. Uh, Thank you, Marco, for finding the Amazon Prime subscribe button. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so Catherine says, uh, damn, of all the ships I don't ship, I can't think of a quality one to mention, especially after incest. Blah. Uh, There's more. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just got more. Um, so the real famous, um, oh, this is the one I meant to put, uh, uh, this, this is Norman Osborn and Gwen Stacy and sins past. What? This is, yeah, yeah. it's Tommy Lee Jones just straight going at it. Um, this is Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Norman Osborn with the waves. Look at his, look at his cut, bro. Yo, my dude has cornrows. Look at his fucking waves, man. It's Yo. so funny that he would be wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know why. Like a muscle tee, too. It's like nice yeah. and tight. <laughs> Man, this is so, Diodato, right? On art on this? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. For those of you I, who are unfamiliar with this, I do want to explain the context. First of all, the image we're looking at, for those of you not on YouTube or Twitch, is Gwen Stacy underneath Norman Osborn. They're very close panels. We can see the, the Norman waves, and you know they're having, they're having sex. Um, in this series, what we learn is that Gwen and Norman actually had a sexual relationship over the summer while she was in Europe at school, which the Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie kind of addresses, at least the her, her being away part. Um, 
And during that time, he convinces her to have sex with him. They have twin children who get aged up because what? of goblin serum. And then yep. those a children serum. go to serum. Yeah. Those, those children try to murder Peter Parker as the last wishes of their father, the Green Goblin. Norman and this was well, the big bad of Nick Spencer's Amazing Spider-Man run. There's a spoiler this, there. This version of Green Goblin. Those those kids wind up being kindred in uh, uh, Nick Spencer's run. Oh really? Um, yeah, and then but he retcons it. Nick Spencer's entire run is to retcon this story. Wait, this story comes from where again? This is from J. Michael Straczynski's uh, Amazing Spider-Man run. Since it's past. Uh, since past, yeah. Yeah. It's probably it, one of the. Way, you yeah, loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I did not think it was bad at all. I, you know what? To be honest, I don't hate it. Yeah, it's, oh. it's definitely not my favorite. It's you know, for me, it's a, it's a a miss altogether. However, I think it, especially at the time, it gives Gwen some really needed uh, depth. Yep. And it makes it Orbit too. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets deep, that's for sure. Yeah, so Shenran says, maybe not weird, but but Wolverine and Gene, it doesn't sink in my head. Well, wait, I'll Thank tell you, you about Wolverine, Gene, and Scott. <laughs> that's right. Thank you. Missing somebody there. Key. Integral. Uh, do, do we have any more? Um, the one I had of uh, Aunt May and Doc Ock, the image isn't working, but uh, that no, is one of them. That I have no con. I only remember hearing about it. I don't know where that would have possibly happened. That's uh, that's mainline continuity, baby. Yeah. Yep. What? That, that's mainline yeah. continuity. Uh, as like an is, old lady. As an old yeah. lady. Dude, she's been an old lady the whole time they've been <laughs> they've been yeah. doing Spider Man. I thought it'd be like a Mar- Marissa Tomei. Like, no, oh, no. What? This is like when she was like old, old in like the eighties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And like it's directly referenced in Superior Spider-Man when when Doc Ock is Spider-Man, he like tries to save her. He gets feelings for her, but he's in Peter's body. It's weird. Doc um, Ock was getting it. It's coming, my man. She was. What? He was. He was making her show off them them uh, wheat cakes that she uh, she's so famous <laughs> for. Unbelievable. Oh my god. That's <laughs> really crazy. Um it really uh gives the definition to tentacle gang. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh boy, gross. Confirmed tentacle gang. Hopefully you guys enjoy that little segment. Do I ever need to change the slide or can we just leave it at this slide the entire you show? Absolutely need to change that slide. Uh, <laughs> we zoom need... in on uh on uh, Norman's face there. Should Which do it? The... <laughs> Why make that his... our pals background? Why does Yo. his face turn to the green goblin as he's making love? Isn't the isn't the context for this like Peter's imagining it? Maybe I don't remember that. In w- in one of the you know the ways that like when bad things happen and you're not there you picture it you know right oh boy he's just shot and webbed to this image in his head no <laughs> you know it thwip thwip that is absolutely disgusting so let's move forward uh, TKO Studios who are a publisher that we really like over here um, they have reached a major agreement with Simon & Schuster to distribute their comics. Um, That's pretty remarkable. Uh, The agreement will begin on February 1st. Simon & Schuster are going to be the global distribution partner of TKO Studios for their comics. Um, 
their literature, their graphic novels, everything that they do, uh, at least everything that they currently do. You know, um, this is huge yeah. because for those of you who don't know, TKO Studios does something really unique. They put their books out in one, one, one shot. So like, uh, whatever book it is, it comes out in a trade. They do their series in waves. So wave one was a certain grouping of series. Wave two was yep. another grouping of series. With by and large, I would say B or better writers, uh, creators. Yeah. Um, yeah. So creative teams that are actually interesting and engaging, um, and they tell complete stories. So for people who want that, this is a tremendous uh, business model and company. And the fact that they now have Simon and Schuster behind them, quite frankly, I'm going to say something bold. I think that this is better for TKO than any other publisher. I think TKO's business model mm. is better for this than any other publisher, including Marvel and DC. This this is a, a way for them to have to, to like, like cut out on their end, right? The need to be able to distribute books like this because... Yeah. They have their business model, and I think it works really, really well for what they do and the content and uh, for for their whole like idea on this. And then to have a partner in distribution like Simon & Schuster, that's, they have a whole pipeline. It's built out. And considering the fact that you mostly will want to put these in like uh, bookstores, in libraries, whatever it might be, right? Like that is the format where... Uh, or sorry, that is the the environment in which this format finds a lot of success. Super smart play, right? You already integrated into the Barnes and Nobles of the world. You're you're pretty much good as this company. So, uh, go ahead, Gil. Well, I was just gonna say, and not not just uh, that. It also adds a, a, another level of legitimacy for an indie publisher mm -hmm. for you know the the uh, the other media companies, you know, looking to adapt properties and all that. Speaking of their properties, uh, you guys were the ones who read the Wave 2 books, right? Yeah. yeah. We, yep. They sent us a care package, and they gave us access to Wave 2, and you guys reviewed them. Uh, what would be the ones that you would recommend to listeners who don't know about TKO and want to read one of their books? Yo, I got you right here. There you go. Sentient. A thousand percent. Gabriel yeah. Wada on art. The, the format, of, even the format of the book, it's like bigger... The yeah. pages feel nice, and this is phenomenal work. Can you open that up and show the, yeah, the viewers yeah. what we're That's looking a, at? Yeah. Gabriel Walter, mm -hmm. not Wada. Oh, Gabriel Walter, by the way, who you will know from uh, the Visions book. Yep. Hmm? Uh, uh, that's spoilery. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I didn't think this was gonna be like a whole thing. It's just Rupert's like not used to. He's used to digital, so he's having trouble with the pages. Yeah, you gotta right. find the pages and stuff. Yeah. Just like really clean art. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah stuff. the other one is uh, the banks uh, written by Roxanne Gay. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. And is it uh, Annie Wu on art, Marco? That sounds right. Yeah, I'll double check. But that that's actually that's been optioned for uh, a, yeah. a TV series. Yep. Um, in the the first wave Ming was Ming Doyle Kale. Doyle, Doyle, sorry, yeah. and Jordi Belair also part of it. Yes. Yep. <laughs> And Sarah was the first wave. Sarah, yes. I liked that. Uh, is um, Steve Epting and Garth Ennis, and when he tells a war story, like that's his niche. We had him on the show. We talked a, a lot about not that book necessarily, but war comics, and that is a war comic and done phenomenally well. 
Yeah. Love that book. So uh, hats off to TKO Studios. They started in 2018. So to be this far along is pretty cool. Um, Zay Chun is uh, one of the founders. Great Twitter follow. Um, yeah. Real advocate for comics and storytelling and stuff like that. So really real, real advocate for uh, Asian storytellers, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Asian American or Asian storytellers. Yeah. I think he, really I think he retweets uh, projects, you know, from people who are lesser known. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but for as much success as TKO has had and is going to continue to have, uh, like most of the other publishers that have popped up within the last decade or so, uh, they don't exist without Image Comics. And this year, Image Comics turns 30 years old, and we're going to talk about them. The spotlight in our main topic today is going to be on Image Comics, what a uh, career it has been for them over there at Image. We're going to talk about the origins, why Image exists in the first place, what it's been like for them, the revival in the 2010s, um, you know, back to prominence and sort of you know reclaiming their spot in the industry and where they're at now and what the future is and what they need to do to stay relevant all that's going to be our main topic if you're watching live on twitch don't go away we will be back in five minutes or less just need a little bit of a potty break and stuff like that um and we will get into this main topic if you love image you definitely want to hear what we have to say about where they're at i think i have a pretty hot take to share so uh, we'll get into that here very soon. <laughs> Think being the uh, the operative word there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, because we can only see you. Yeah, I got you. I'm fixing it. All right. Uh, I only um, want to see Tyler though. Thanks. I am not thanks, mad Marco. About it. Thanks, Marco. Thanks, <laughs> Marco. Um, Tyler, are you going to watch the Royal Rumble tonight? By the way. I am going to watch the Royal Rumble. Um, I don't know at what point if I'm going to be watching the entirety of it or what but i will be watching it um i don't know if i'll stream it because like it's a thing but yeah, yeah you, you guys sounded pretty uh ambivalent about streaming it yeah, yeah, yeah. It. um by the way uh stream chat if you guys want to hang out after the show ends we will stick around for a few minutes and talk with you guys so uh, i can show button. you what i got i got something here that's right tyler before you teaser before you move away from that TKO image, uh, two books to really shout out. Uh, Tay Shun does um, Fearsome Dr. Fang. Yeah. Uh, Phenomenal. Dan McDade. Yeah. Real good art. Mm, real good okay. concept. And uh, Good Night Paradise, I, I really liked. Uh, that's Joshua Dissert and um, Alberto Ponticelli about like addiction and homelessness in LA. It's pretty wild. Well, let's get into the conversation about Image Comics. Uh, so, Image, for those of oh, you nice. who don't know, is a yeah, oh yeah, they're publishing the uh, the 30th anniversary uh, series. It's going to be called Image with an exclamation point, um, and it's gonna it's gonna be like the uh, the Skybound X thing they did, mm. um, very similar to that. So it'll feature stories from different corners of Image, from the different um, you know main guys you know their, their their books um and stuff like that so that's gonna be cool to look out for but uh image comics exists because uh basically you know the creators who who started it uh which were eric larson rob liefeld jim valentino um jim lee uh todd mcfarlane uh who am i missing uh 
Marco, Mark Silvestri, and uh, who am I missing? Uh, Wilce Protasio, right? That's it. Yeah, I uh, think, yep. think, I think, I think that's seven, it. Seven, yeah. right? You said Eric Larson? You said Eric Larson, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and then uh, the only person ever be added to that is, um, is Robert Kirkman. Um, but they started in 95, I believe. 92. 92. Um, and the reason it exists is because each of those creators, to varying degrees, were having a tremendous amount of success at Marvel and DC. Um, you know, for example, obviously, we know that Jim Lee is the artist behind you know, the stellar X-Men run that inspired so much of what the 90s X-Men would look like and feel like. Um, Todd McFarlane, the creator of Venom, and, you know, did a lot of amazing things with Spider-Man. Um, you know, all of them have accolades like that. Liefeld with the X-Men. Um, but they felt that they weren't being paid appropriately. And they wanted to be able to tell stories on their, their terms. You know, they're very much a representation of, you know, 90s rebellion. Um, which spawned out of you know the 80s um and they spawned. decided <laughs> and they decided that they wanted to do what they wanted to do and so that's what they did they moved on and they created their own company and they split themselves into different studios uh obviously todd mcfarland had his thing uh, Wildstorm was jim lee highbrow is eric larson um what really consider his stuff highbrow but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that might be the, the bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jim Valentino, uh, I don't know if you count him as one of the founders, but um, he had Shadowline. Uh, Top Cow was Mark Silvestri. And Extreme Studios is Rob Liefeld. Um, a lot of them, to be fair, did make characters who were strikingly similar to characters that they had you know at marvel or dc wherever they were at um for example you know spawn very much looks and feels like venom um rob liefeld did a lot of characters who had a lot of pouches you know cable-esque a lot of them um stuff like that deadpool-esque absolutely Um, you do you you do what you know i guess at that point yeah 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 Yeah. 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 if you get it why not they hit the ground running too. Like Spawn was an instant hit. Uh, you have Savage Dragon, um, Young Blood, uh, Young Blood, Wildcat. Right? Um, these were major hits. Um, so, you know, they clearly had something going for themselves. But from what I know, and anyone can correct me if I'm wrong, there was internal strife between the creators, and I don't think that they really knew how to run a business necessarily, and that led to a lot of problems. And it kind of created a schism between them um and yeah, so uh, the truth go ahead say rob liefeld was a little busy doing levi that levi's ads so mm-hmm. really oh you've not seen rob yeah, liefeld doing a jean jeans modeling what google oh, that yeah. oh my gosh yeah that's a thing uh, the thing is like they're all they were all big person most of them were big personalities too they were essentially sure. rock stars yeah. i mean if, if you're talking to liefeld they were rock stars um and uh, I think uh, the, the a lot of the egos and stuff kind of got in the way from the the business side of things um, yeah. in those early years. Yeah, yeah, um, and and I think that's probably what led to them having, again, correct me if I'm wrong, like a leaner two thousands. Um, their two thousands, I I can't think of much that they really did in the two thousands that was um, you know, relevant. I think 
I kind of feel like Image got the reputation for being just like these are the extreme these are extre- more extreme versions of the extreme 90s that these yeah. creators can't let go of. Yeah. Um so yeah. Um don't have much to say about the 2000s other than uh the fact that The Walking Dead started in the 2000s and they had an invincible which were, you know, big yeah, enough. Walk- Walking Dead was 20, uh, 2003. So, yeah, yeah, okay, right around yeah, then. I gonna, yeah. Wow. I guess 05, yeah. Yeah. So, Robert Kirkman, you know, I said he became the only other person to get that that status as like one of the founders or whatever. Um, that's why. Because he's the only other person to produce major hits in the 2000s. Um, no, I can't think of a single other book that had the penetration that those two did, even not even close at that time. Uh, so we'll skip into the 2010s when Image redefined themselves. Uh, they clearly wanted to do things differently. I think Eric Stevenson probably deserves a lot of credit for this as yeah. their front man. Um, they wanted to be a place where you could get something that was radically different from Marvel or DC. Uh, they, they didn't have the big um, IP like Dark Horse would have. And they obviously don't have Marvel or DC's money or characters but what they could do was be a home for creators who didn't just want to tell superhero stories tell unique stories about their own characters and give them free reign and that's what image became and so when people talk about the image boom of the 2010s that's what they're talking about they're talking about uh books by creators like rick remender who did deadly class uh which was a huge huge hit for image still is to this day had the tv show that you know failed but whatever Um, They're talking, of course, about uh, Sean Phillips and and, uh, Brubaker with Criminal and Velvet and The Fade Out and all those, you know, big books. Uh, Marjorie Liu with Monstrous, which is a huge hit um, and also very good. Um, And then obviously they're talking about BKV and Fiona Staples Saga, which is, you know, one of the biggest books ever. Uh, seven million copies sold worldwide. By the way, damn. I think it was actually seven point eight. So, wow, yeah, that's wild. Yep. Um, Good for them. And that's that's the image we know, right? The image we know is a place for top tier creators and not to do to tell their stories, no matter how unconventional they are. Jeremy Holt, who we've had on the show, made in Korea. Very unconventional, not a story Marvel or DC is going to publish. That's mm-hmm. the book that lands at, at Image. And does well at an Image. And does well at Image. So that's the table setting for like how we got here. What do you guys want to say about you know Image to this point? I mean, for me, it's like, I think you mentioned like the 2000s, early 2000s doesn't really matter, but I think that's where the seeds were planted, really. I mean, yeah, Walking Dead and Invincible both started in 2003. So that's that's right around the time uh, Marvel was kind of, that's what, Civil War around then? No. That's when, uh, when was Civil, Civil War? 2000. 2000. <laughs> it starts in 2006, I believe. Okay, all right. Uh, so even before that, but like they had that, they had, I think, Jinx by Bendis, which was in around the same time, 2003, 2004. Um, Mage was a series that kind of was in the late 90s into the 2000s. So the, the seeds were planted there for Image becoming the destination for the creator-owned book yeah. that Marvel and DC just weren't publishing. Yeah, DC had Vertigo, um, but that was always in kind of this weird middle ground. 
uh, if they decided it wanted it to be. Um, and Marvel, uh, I would say the closest they had was Marvel Knights, even though that was main continuity, but it was a little more uh, indie storytelling or non-traditional Marvel superhero storytelling um, with you know some creators like that. Um, they had uh, I think, Icon, didn't they? Wasn't that their... Uh uh, that was later on, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think Icon, that's where some yeah. Bendis stuff was, yeah. Icon spawned out of Bendis's... They, like, they needed to keep him happy, I think. Oh, yeah, because okay. he, was, he was doing powers under image. Like, I have yeah. the books right here, yeah, and yeah. it's image, 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 and then all Icon afterwards. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, because I know uh, Fractions Casanova Fraction. is, uh, I think it's yep. Icon, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I think like Hexlash was also like early 2000s, you know, so uh, the seeds were planted for that image becoming that destination. And I think as comics got big because of stuff like big Marvel events or big DC events like Infinite Crisis or Civil War, comics themselves were being focused on more as a medium again. So that allowed the creator owned aspect that image was kind of building up at that point to really, really kind of skyrocket in the, you know, the early aughts um, into what we really still view image as now. So, Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm, I, I, I feel like I've only ever known image to be like the place for other kind of storytelling. Um, I was a big vertical guy because I came in through Swamp Thing, through the you know, books of magic animal man that kind of stuff and um that felt image felt the closest deviation from that and it made it it made it really easy to pick up the books um we did alex plus ada that was a that was a series that started in 2013 like at, at the sort of the the tail end of people finding success at image um two years in coming out of a saga or anything else otherwise um the profit relaunch was a huge moment in uh image comics history they started publishing island like there was the, the uh, a magazine like there was so much coming out of that fervor of the 2010s that really positioned them in a in a way to compete with um marvel and dc uh, I, I don't think I've ever shared it, but I have a, I don't know you guys I have, but I have that chart of like market share, uh, you know, at, at the peak, I think image was at 13% compared to DC's 30 and, um, Marvel's 30, you know, like, like the, the peak there was like 2015, let's say, and that's a huge number compared to the rest of the books that were coming out. The MCU was in full force at that point. So there was, from a comics perspective, just like a lot of success that you could attribute um, outside of even, I don't know, uh, outside of even the 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 content of the series. They, the, they were they were doing a lot of things and experimenting with a lot um, that also helped just come continue to bolster their their success. Yeah, it's <clears throat> worth pointing out. Uh, sorry, Kale, I'll, I'll let you go. I just wanted to quickly say it's Please, worth pointing yeah. out that um, a large contributing factor to Images Boom is the fact that a lot of creators were tired once again of working for Marvel and DC. It was almost an echo of the same thing that caused 
the founders to leave Marvel and DC in the early 90s, all those creators that I shouted out before um, and, and others worked at Marvel and DC and decided that they couldn't take it anymore. So um, I just thought that was worthwhile context. But go ahead, Kill. Yeah, uh, what I was going to say uh, sort of goes along with that is that's also sort of my introduction to um, image. Uh, the that was an era that was just fun, you know, and and even even with a lot of um, uh, you know serious stories like uh, monstrous or you know to a certain degree like um, 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 the Wicked and the Divine, you know, Kieran Gillen Ooh, and yeah, uh, that's a great one, uh, Jamie McKelvey. Um, you 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 had standing next to that uh chips darsky's debut into comics uh with mac fraction sex criminals mm. uh you know which is a fun sex romp uh with some crime in it um but the the thing the thing that stands out to me that's so fun is like I don't know if you guys know about this but uh McKelvey and and Gillen and fraction and Zdarsky had like a friendly rivalry between their books or whatever, you know, they're, they're good friends in life in real life or whatever. So they did, um, they did covers of, um, where they did like a, you know, like a, an old Sears portrait or whatever, uh, fraction and Zdarsky held up a, a copy of, uh, sex criminals and, and, you know, did the cheesy smile or whatever. And then, I have that variant. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Gillen and McKelvey did it as well, and it was sort of a, you know, one of the picture in a picture type things. Um, and it just went on forever, and it was a it was a point where like, image was fun. I also think like one of the the where image stood in the grand scheme of comics at that, at that time was kind of antithetical to their origin. It seemed like a lot of creators were getting their start in image comics at that point and then going off to do Marvel books, McKelvey and, and uh, Gillen went off to do young Avengers. Remender went off to do um, great things like uncanny X-Force or uncanny Avengers. And then he, and then he did that one book uh, that wasn't good. Um, but it was almost the opposite. Whereas, you know, the, the origin was like, all right, we're tired of working at these major publishers. We don't think we're getting paid enough. Um, we're going to do our own thing, but rather it was, let's do our own thing so we can get that big corporate money afterwards, which I respect the hustle. Um, and then go back and do your own thing. I think that was just, yeah, I think that was, uh, a way of getting their fan bases as a creator established to a bigger audience and then they can bring them back for more creator and stuff that they, have, that they have more control over yeah which is which is where things sit right now that's primarily how things go uh where creators will uh you know cut their teeth in the indie space do one or two image books that pop or boom or whatever mostly image and then jump to marvel or dc make the money build the audience and then go back you look at uh donny cates Who's doing that right now uh to great success yeah. um crossover is good i have a take you know um i said hot take i hate that yeah. term but i have one know. too yeah um i think that image comics 
has lost a step. That's uh, not a hot take. I, I think that's everything. Everyone's kind of agreed explain. on that right now. Explain, because I kind of agree. So, Image Comics was the only space to get an Image Comic for you know the first probably five or six years of the 2010s. You couldn't really get a comic that felt like Image from anywhere else. The, again, Dark Horse had primarily like the IP stuff. IDW similar. They have their gems too, but that's mostly what you get. Boom, I think, was still working their way up. Um, and so it really was just about image, unless you went like outside of even those um, publishers. But now that there are so many in- indie publishers, we just talked about TKO. Uh, Boom is a real thing now. They're legitimate. And They're so booming. many others. Sorry? They're booming. They're booming. You have Vault. Uh, and, and like so many others. It's not. We're not going to sit here and name them all, right? That image doesn't feel like the home for image anymore Mm. they lost out on certain major creators like Mm -hmm. um you know tinian has done big things that weren't at image like um uh something is killing the children notably not an image comic would have been five years ago um Mm. and there are a lot of examples like that substack is publishing a lot of books that would have been image comics five years ago if they got made at all and there's all this competition for Image's position in the industry, while I feel like Image just kind of has their hands up. And they're not really interested in pushing forward. They, are, they don't do a good job of promotion. I think their promotion is bad. I honestly feel like Fiona Staples and Brian K. Vaughn should have an axe to grind for how Saga was promoted. And, and we've had people on who have made image books then they they've made mention that you know it's it's all them they they'll give you like sure maybe the press release but outside of that you gotta push the book you gotta get people to come in you gotta get there's no there's no curation on the content end you just publish a bunch of books and the downside of that is you can't really uh boost your gems unless you're in skybound I feel like Skybound's the one section that's kind of doing that. Because, um, yeah. because Robert Kirkman understands those other those founders, like all respect to them and everything, they're extremely talented. And they came up at a time where like who was competing for Jim Lee's spot? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he's so good that and, and I'm not again, I'm not denigrating them. I know Todd McFarlane's story of being denied 50,000 times by Marvel. I get all that. What I'm saying is that it's really easy for me to understand why indie creator Robert Kirkman gets it and they don't. They never did that part, like to my knowledge. I don't know that any of them had to do the indie grind before they made it. And Kirkman did. So he understands it, whereas I don't know that they do. And they're pretty hands off. They feel very hands off, and it's weird to think that you're not there trying to push your books. Like you have, I I, I totally agree with you, right? That they've lost the cachet of being the place to publish independent comics, and by not pushing the books that they really think will find success, they're also not reaffirming that, right? Because right. you're you're just saying, oh yeah, we're just another comic book publisher. Where if you want to publish your books with very little editorial oversight, little to none. You know, we're here. They're banking on sort of that that name recognition. But if you're not even pushing the books, who cares about the the name recognition? I mean, they gave fucking Tinian uh, a, a 
allowed him to do it under his black label, right? And like, um, what is it? Nice house on uh, on the lake. Yeah. You know, yeah. like again, another image book would be, I think. And absolutely. Um, if they're standing by, like when DC lost Vertigo, dude, that's the time to fucking pick up creators and be like, come yeah. here. We're gonna push your books. If if you were on, if you're gonna be on Vertigo fucking come here if you're gonna be on what was the other one um uh not dc horror the one the like young Light, animals one young animals another yeah. good example gerard way that's a that's another fucking um image book all all of these are image books by the fact that um the the i guess the differentiating like qualia to them is that it's a creator who wants to tell their self-contained story mm. in so many issues and we want a place to have no oversight from a creative standpoint. Image Comics is supposed to be, in my mind, the disruptor of the status quo of the industry. They're the ones that are supposed to shake stuff up. They don't even go after creators. Like, when you hear about the way that Image Comics get made, like from pitch to publish, it's rough. Like, Jeremy Holt talked about I believe it was Jeremy that they had to like know a, like Eric Stevenson's assistant or something yeah. to get his yeah. attention to get him to it's just like crazy it, there's no system and that sucks and you don't even necessarily make much money and like it, it's just a really bad way to go about it and when you compare it to what goes on in different publishers it's like, why would I go to Image now when I can go to Boom? I don't know. I don't know why. I don't. Yeah, there's no scouting. There's no courting. Comicsology just got uh, Scott Snyder to sign on to seven books, right? Like, yeah. that's the Image Comics move. That right. should be the Image Comics move. Yeah. Yep. Right. You're you're losing out on these people. And as much as you like sign contracts with creators like a Brubaker, Phillips, Jeff Lemire. Like, who cares if you're not also getting people who are hungry and looking to really uh, make their, their bones on their books? Yeah. Man, uh, I have to imagine the Substack deal really hurt Image, too, whether they know it or not. I don't think oh I don't think it actively did. I think I think image is reverting a bit. I mean, so the re- the reason I picked this image for the slideshow is because I feel like the only real character or section of image that they're actively promoting besides Saga, my my local comic book shop had a decent pretty decent Saga marketing thing. They had like bookmarks and stickers and temporary tattoos that I put on my blower back. Um, but nice. Radiant Black is one of those characters that, and and books I think they're really pushing and I think because they're pushing towards traditional superhero comics again they want to build an extended universe because maybe there's money there for extended media afterwards maybe they see invincible and they see the tv show and the success it had there they're like "Uh, maybe this is something we can do um and it feels like going back to their roots for better or for worse you know of the alternative superhero book and yeah. I think that that can I, I think it can work, right? Not to denigrate Radiant Black. Um, it's good. Uh, yeah. We've had maybe a little, <laughs> and we've had our mixed opinions on it. And and um, I think I think that makes sense. I think in the landscape where superhero comics are more accepted, and this is the place where you're going to get or or, or com- combined universes, right? Interconnected universes are more of a, a concept that's accepted. And 
if you're finding image books in bookstores and on on the bookshelves rather than on the comic stands maybe that's an appeal to those those readers who aren't necessarily who are like like the graphic novel readers right it's the same way why tko signing up with uh, simon and schuster makes sense because it's, it's a slightly different audience we're familiar with this stuff whereas somebody who's only ever read um i don't know nailbiter or astro city right these collected editions that are telling a self-contained story giving them that taste because maybe that's a and i think it's if they're giving them that taste of that connected universe uh i think it might backfire because it's also a way to understand and contextualize what marvel and dc do and if if we're trying to get rid of the the stigma of the connected universe and superheroes i think this is a way to do so but i think it backfires on images part because i don't know that the, their boom that wasn't their bread and butter necessarily it was no. the minis and the telling of self-contained stories that weren't this yeah i completely agree uh in the comments uh red rin fatih uh, Asked, does image support Omni HC formats as well? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, some of their hardcovers are nice, really nice. The deluxe hardcovers are pretty nice. I have ones for low, deadly class. Um, they're they're good quality books. The Saga Compendium is this mm -hmm. massive hardcover. Yeah. They don't really do Omni Omnibuy, really. It, it's more of compendiums than deluxe hardcovers. Yeah. And given their recent announcement about... Um, you know, due to the supply chain issues, they said that they wouldn't be that a lot of that stuff wouldn't necessarily be happening the same ways. Um, mm -hmm. we, we, we talked about that here on the show. So um, Red Rin follows up and says, yeah, but my point was more so Boom already has solid mini Amis and hardcover editions for once in future. And some of these killing the children, they're active and quick about pushing their titles. Absolutely. A hundred percent. That's a great point. Yeah. That is a tremendous point. I have to see. Um, I have to look and seek out when the deluxe hardcover is coming out for an image book. Yeah, I have no clue. Does yeah, no clue. and I missed them. I missed them because of that. Like Radiant Black barely has a trade out, right? They have one trade yeah. out. Yeah, like second trade, trade in March, out. and they're on issue thirteen. Something like that. Somewhere right. That that. That, yeah. that that to me spells that they should have had a at least two trades out, and this next arc should be preparing for like a larger collected edition. I mean, twelve only just came out, so I mean, they're they're fairly on time with that. Their their yeah. image is reasonable with their trades. It's the hardcovers and the um, the omnis that they're not tremendous. At. I mean, they they really like kind of pioneered the with the ten dollar trades yeah. thing, and you know, yeah. they're they're they do well when it comes to that for the most part. But I agree on the on promotion they're bad about, and then also yes. the other thing is what Redrin pointed out, which is like something is killing the children may have a few more issues than um, Radiant Black, but like something is killing the children has the hot hand and they they made sure to get that nice hardcover edition out for people like ASAP, you know? Mm. Um, and I think Image needs to do a better job of that. And so um, Redrin follows up Noctera and DOT uh, Department of Truth. Department, uh, Department of, Truth. of Truth, yeah. I agree. I am I feel like they should have hardcovers by now. Like, especially yeah. Department of Truth. That's something I yeah. want. There's about two trades worth of stuff out right now. So I feel like two trades is fine for a deluxe hardcover. Completely. Um, um, one thing I... 
Yeah. I just wanted to bring up one thing that I think as we talked about the history of Image Comics of how it was these workers who weren't paid what they thought were they, they were worth. And so they formed their own thing. It's kind of funny seeing where Image Comics is now, where there is a workers movement going on within Image Comics, yeah. that the people who created Image Comics are trying to uh, tamper down. So it's, it's almost like you live long enough, you see yourself become the villain sort of thing. So that's an aspect okay, that yeah. I, that always kind of gets stuck in my head about this, the whole idea of image as a, a company and where they are now. They're, they're almost the, the big, the, 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 the big three, really, they've become so big that I, I think they're losing their, their roots in a way. And it well, done grown up. Like they're old enough now yeah. to have those problems. Mm. You know, when you become a millionaire, it's okay if you take other people's money, not oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not the other way around. Well, what um, else, Kel? Yeah, I, I think like as we're discussing, you know, what Image does wrong, like for Image to still have that third position, because I don't think it's set in stone. I really don't. When you have Boom doing the things that they're doing, I really don't think that we can say that ten years from now, that Image is absolutely still in third. Um. And what they have to do to retain that spot is sort of all the things we're talking about. Proactively seek out fresh creators. There's no reason why Image Comics should lose Looks Like Something is Killing the Children to boom. No good reason for that at all. Why are there not Brian Hill, Brian Edward Hill books at Image? He did Postal, but that wasn't him only. That was Matt Hawkins made that happen. Mm-hmm. Where's Brian Edward Hill at Image? Um, he did his indie book was uh, Vertigo, wasn't it? He had Just before yeah, he chose uh, it. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. one of the last Vertigo books. Yep, yep. yep. yeah. Um, you know, AWA is snapping up creators. Yeah, um, artists, so. writers, and artisans. They've got a ton of creators. Where's Mark Russell's big Image book? You know, like these these are creators who have the hot hand right now. And they're saying, hey, I'm getting a better deal at Boom. I'm getting a better deal at AWA. Image has to put their money where their mouth is. If you want to be the third pub- the third biggest publisher, you need to pay like it. You have to. And that has to be across the board. If you mm. want Jeremy Holtz made in Korea, you've got to pay. Why not? Does it Now, of course, if the book doesn't sell, right, that hurts Image. But Image is taking risks. I don't think that... You can look at the last 10 years of Image Comics and say they were printing money. You know, like, I don't yeah. think that Monstrous is a guarantee. I don't know that Saga is a guarantee. Clearly, the creative team didn't think it was. And we can look at it now, 7 million s- sold later, and say that, but I don't think that's true. The, the founding of Image Comics was a risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. They don't take, they don't, it doesn't feel like they're willing to take risks anymore and pay for the risk. Um, and if you're not going to do that, AWA will, TKO will. Sentient should have been an image book. And even even with this, you know, superhero wave, like to me that that's sort of why I've grown more and more against it. Is it feels like a safe move? Yeah, superheroes are everything now, and they have been for you know how many years. And they're going to pick up on this wave again? Come on. I wonder if the idea of superheroes is more marketable towards uh, shareholders, though. 
they're like, hey, we got these superheroes. This is like Marvel. Uh, we can make movies out of this. We can make toys. Yeah. We got the Skybound toy division. You know, yeah. It just seems it seems corporately generated now, in my opinion. In fact, well, I don't know if I can say this. Um, Marco, do you remember when we spoke to um, who writes Radium Black? Kyle Higgins. Yeah. Do you remember when we spoke to Kyle Higgins? If he told the story of how the book came together on the air or no? Is, to some extent. <laughs> I'll, 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 uh, yeah, I'll I forego would, it. I yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll forego it. But um, I definitely got the impression that what you're saying is correct, Tyler, based on conversations that we had. Um, so, yeah, Image is not supposed to be jumping on trains. They're supposed to be leading them. The revival of, 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 of zombies, I don't attribute to literally anything but The Walking Dead, and I am legend. But Walking Dead came first. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Shaun of the Dead, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Saga is not like anything else that you could pick up on the stands at that time. The revival of crime stories in comics comes mm-hmm. from image 100 percent. ed brubaker and sean phillips and everybody else who's great who's done it since i mean Um, there was a whole time where i feel like people were complaining about all the sci-fi comics coming out mm -hmm. or like all the horror comics coming out because a big a big boom was from image coming out with nailbiter uh there was like obviously the aforementioned saga but a lot of stuff from profit planetoid like there are uh, so many comics like that. Yeah. Black science, yeah. We, we got some new profit coming out next month, I think. Oh, that's with um, uh, Liefeld, right? Yeah, except it's the old profit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. I, I hope that Image Comics understands all the things that we're discussing right here. But to be honest with you guys, I'm not confident. I don't think they do. I, yeah. I, 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 actually, I think they do. I don't think that this is the direction they're driving the business, though. And I think they committed to probably some sort of move internally. And that's what we're seeing right now. But I don't know that it was the right call for for what they need to sort of reestablish themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Um, They could be the premier destination for indie comics. It, which is there is a hunger for that in the industry and instead i think they're pivoting the wrong direction yeah yeah like they're already not that i think they look at sagas and walking deads and they say we want to replicate that success as often as possible whatever that means you that know, means like, reprinting the walking dead in color <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right issue right. by Absolutely. issue yeah yeah which is nuts like when has that ever happened um maybe it has i don't know but that's my biggest hope for image that they learn these lessons they know these things that they can pivot and that in 10 years we're talking about image comics the stalwart of the indie space who makes creators who they are who takes creators who are young and hungry and gives them a platform to succeed and that's how they that's how they pop um that's my hope but am i confident no speaking of creators that are young and hungry uh, Redren Vaith asked, do you think <laughs> Image's obsession with Spawn has hurt them? No. I, no. I feel like Spawn's always kind of in its own thing with Image. It, yeah. it's, it's similar to how there was that the different studios, the, the, the dawn yeah. of Image. 
I feel like it just exists because Todd McFarlane exists. Savage like Dragons it's, it's, in it's, same it's, situation. It's, yeah, it's just steady, steady income. You know, I don't think they're really focusing on it, but yeah um shenran shenron i'm sorry says i think the success of the invincible animated show also makes image think to go back and be more super heroic and go for a popular book that's a great point too yeah. you know like i'm always a person who says on this podcast businesses should do what generates money because that's what businesses exist to do um and there's that's true right like they should not not publish more stuff that's going to sell I'm, I'm talking about the absence of that, like the absence of different types of things. Mm. Um, when it's Saga, which, again, I think they screwed up really bad with how they have promoted Saga um, in the ramp up to 55. But in the case of Saga or Invincible or Walking Dead, yeah, you're going to see it. It's going to be mm. all over the place. But in the case of Made in Korea, which is getting critically, you know, it's a critical darling of 2021. And yet, for whatever reason, they're not talking about it. Jeremy Holt's on a book tour right now. How much muscle is Image putting behind that? Not a lot. Nothing, bro. No way. I don't think they're doing anything. Maybe they Image, gave him, like, a banner. Image gave me this Saga sticker. They're doing Sweet. something. <laughs> All right. Sweet. The toys. Yeah. But, yeah, that's for uh, their 7 million copy fucking, <laughs> you know, what are they going to do for Jeremy Holt? I'm not even fully sure that the toys that are produced for Saga are produced by Image. I don't think I don't even know if they have a. Link. I think it's like if their Skybound website is a separate website from the Image shop. Take that for yeah. what you will. Right. Look. Look on your uh, Will Lioncat toy. Oh see yeah. If you can sure. see Hold a on. manufacturer <laughs> thing on it. As we uh, as we get ready to close out, I do want to read um, this comment. Uh, from ch- check this Pitt. out, uh, McFarland oh. Toys. Okay, uh, there you go. There okay, you go. so well, that, that's good. Um, Hermes Pip says, "You think Disney or Discovery eat up Image in the next ten years?" Uh, From Beyond the Star says, "I think Disney would eat would try to eat up everything if it could. Whether they actually succeed, <laughs> eh, I can't say. Um, do I think Disney or Discovery eat them up? Nah, I don't. Nah, I think Disney's making a bigger, uh, more." Uh, uh, shirtless men wrestling purchase uh, within the next 10 years but yeah i can't wait to see the disney fight oh, version whoa. of the wwe wow they already they already they already got the streaming rights in uh, indonesia for them so Cap- i will say captain america would make a great face i'd like to see captain america <laughs> versus the red skull at wrestlemania who's who would be the biggest heel the red skull is uh, a nazi yeah he better be <laughs> He better be. Although they did actually <laughs> just try to create a new Nazi uh, character, uh, Gunther. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, I'll tell that story after the show. The old, the old uh, uh, foreign uh, gimmick there with the red skull. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, when it comes to image, you know, we don't know the future. Uh, as often as I have been called Sean Stradamus on this podcast, I don't know what's going to happen. But I would, I would say yes, Tyler. I would say oh, that. Go ahead. It's the old, well, it's the I've old never card. heard you called yeah, Stradamus. It's, it's before you're, your time. But you're you a part of the Comics Pals 2.0. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Oh, like NXT 2.0. We're a little more colorful. Yes. Yeah, we got well, the we're the better on. version. We're yeah. yeah. NXT 2.0 is the worst version of NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the better. Ver- we're we're better than that. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know the future. I hope for the best, but I don't anticipate the best. Um, but let us know what you guys think. What are some of the books that 
you know, you want to celebrate when it comes to Image Comics turning 30, uh, who are the creators who you never would have known if it weren't for Image, uh, all that kind of stuff. Write in and let us know your thoughts. You can get us wherever you're listening to this podcast. There's a comment section somewhere. While you're doing that, leave us a follow, a rating, and a review. YouTube.com slash The Comics Pals to listen to uh, whatever we put out over there. We've got plenty of great interviews from five years worth of the show, whether they were at a convention or right here on this podcast. We've got a great playlist for you that has all that. You want to hear us talk to some great creators, including a lot of them who did big image books. Um, So if you're in the image spirit, go check that out. Uh, Twitch.tv slash The Comics Pals. If you feel so kind as to head over there and leave us a follow or even a subscription uh, for the low, low cost of uh, what's the cost, Tyler? I think it's like four ninety nine or something. Or if you have an Amazon Prime go. sub, it yeah. doesn't cost anything extra. Yeah, so. if you've got Amazon Prime and you want to help us out, just throw a sub over yeah, just, there. Just it's link, link your accounts up. It's, it's, it yeah. literally doesn't cost you anything if you already have Amazon Absolutely. Prime. And if you want to tune into the show live, you can do so every Saturday at 10 Eastern uh, and on Wednesdays for Palace Pools at 6 p.m. Eastern. So hang out with us. We love you guys so much for doing that. Join us on Discord as well if you want to continue the conversation beyond the podcast. Let's get into the plugs. Kale, you're up. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Toto in Toe. That's T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W. You can find my work at KaleWard.com. That's C-A-L-E-W-A-R-D.com. Um, but don't you dare do it unless you're talking about Pokemon Arceus. Hey. Cause, Which I streamed last night. Yeah, I ain't I ain't talking about I frankly I'm ignoring everything until I get further into that game. <laughs> are you are you liking it so far, Kel? I I only got to uh the point where you get like the regular outfit. Okay. Um It picks up from there, yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah, I figured. Um I am very interested at what they're trying to do so far. Um I yeah. do think it's interesting. Um, but I'm very curious to see how the it, it feels. It feels like a proof go. of concept of where they want the the main line to go. Yeah, um, I, almost. Yeah, it's interesting. I, Sorry, not I a Pokemon podcast, but well, hey, listen, uh, <laughs> I can see this being like the precursor to the Breath of the Wild game we want. Well, mm. let's uh, let's let's get through the plugs and then we can chat about that stuff. Down the road. Um, so you could you could follow me at the Tyler Olson on Instagram and Twitter. I just got this I just got this new uh, profile picture made of me as a Muppet um, by artist uh, who goes by uh, at Sad Wastelander. Um, real good Great stuff name. there. Well, Marco, I think I, you have I an really axe like to grind. That. Tyler just stole your spot. I did. Uh, I thought we were just. I thought it was free for all. No, oh. I, I usually go after. I didn't say anything. He's new. You know. I, I, I don't know the rules. What are you gonna do? You know <laughs> that wow. that and wow. Marco's giant Muppet. Ah, there it is. <laughs> so sorry, sorry. I can see it. I can see it. You can follow this Muppet at Mr. Marco Animoto on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I do want thank you uh, from Beyond the Stars in the in the chat for the reminder. Uh, everybody, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we can't let Kale forget because if we want him to do a backflip for the podcast. We need to get to a thousand subscribers. If we want him to do it live on stream, it needs to be within the next six months. So let's get a clicking, fam. Yeah, and that means you want to see Kel die live on stream. So <laughs> one one NSFL. American backflip. So a, <laughs> Good a, 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 de- a death one. Oh wow! One that healthcare <laughs> will not death cover. Drop, like in Drag Race. 
<laughs> oh, my, I gotta watch the new episode of Drag Race. I miss. I, I miss. Oh last my night. god. Okay. okay. So, uh, as for me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram only at Sean Soapbox. Um, hit me up to talk about uh, Five Nights at Freddy's because I want to buy Security Breach. I decided I'm buying that over Ar- Pokemon Arceus. Um, I'm buying Security Breach. Oh. Can't wait to play it. I didn't I know you were a Freddy's it. guy. I'm obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy's. Dude, I'm going to get you set up with your streaming setup so you can match and you're going to stream that. That's right. I don't know I if Harris is still here. You're streaming on my own back, Sean. Come on. I don't know if Harris is here, but Harris, you can tell them that that is not a good idea. How about this? Right. Can we, set up a, can we set up a stream where you guide me through it? Because I've never played. Sure. <laughs> we is can, there a VR we can do version? Something. No. Because oh, I, oh, I have oh, VR, oh. we can do a you VR. You have VR? Stream. There yeah. is a VR uh, Five Nights at Freddy's game. Oh, boy. oh man, we can look into that. We can look at the right. Steam sale going on right now. I'll look into it. If all I right. had VR, I'd be all over that. Thank you guys so much again for listening. Until next week, you're the Comic Spouse signing off. Take care, guys. See you next week. All right, the recording's uh, done. So we can just hang out now. Done. We are hanging out with you guys. Yes. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is one of my favorites, dude. I still watch. Um, I'm looking this up right now. Content about it. Um, Tyler, you're not. Are you into it, Tyler, or no? No, no. I mean, it, it seems like my my thing. I'm a big uh, theme park nerd, and I like. Yes. I've watched multiple videos that it's like ranking top five non-universal or Disney animatronics throughout the world. Like I've watched weird shit like that. Um, so I feel like the idea of like animatronics in like a creepy Chuck E. Cheese thing is right down my alley. Um, five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted on Oculus Quest. Oh, yes. this is a VR one. It absolutely is. Um, it's 50% off that right now. Terrifying. Harris, Harris. Uh, oh, you opened Discord again, didn't you, Marco? Tell them, <laughs> tell them uh, why it's not a good idea for me to stream Five Nights at Freddy's. Or to stream you, You're probably saying some vulgar shit when you get scared. Uh, I can't control myself when I'm freaked out or playing games or frustrated by games or anything like that. And Harris can speak to uh, I've played the iOS version of the first Five Nights at Freddy's. That's the only one I've played. I, I think I played an early, um, an early edition of it as well. Yeah, I couldn't even play the first three or f- the first three. Like I bought one and three, and I couldn't play them. Like th- wow. th- it just fucked me up. Too Incredible. Bad. Yeah, I'm a big pussy when it comes to jump scares and all of that, and <laughs> um, I can't control my language. Salt and Swing, if you want to go back, uh, you're asking about the new Pokemon game. If you want to go back into the, the Twitch stream, you can watch my stream from last night. It was like hour and 45 um, where I jump into the first hour and 45 of the game. If you if you want to see that, obviously spoilers for the game, but it at least gives you an idea of what you're looking at. What would you say, though, to someone who's asking you that question but doesn't necessarily want? I, I don't want to shop for anyone else uh, with their wallet. Um, I am really enjoying it so, so far because it is extremely different than what I'm used to. Um, I think the catching me- mechanics are the best the game's ever had. Um, I don't think it's, it's as ugly as yeah. people say it was. Um, I think it's fine for a Switch game. What people is the forget that, like, breath. Go ahead. What is the difference in the mechanic? Oh, you're literally walking around as a trainer, and you can. it's more like the anime, where you just throw Pokeballs at shit. You don't have to engage yeah. them in battle, but you can if you want. You can hide in the grass and sneak up on them and throw balls at them. You can throw, like, bait to try and distract them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they, they, they attack you they come at you yeah yeah that's wild i think and you can like, see me on stream if you go back in it where i'm walking i'm like i see a rapid ash and i'm like oh okay and i realize it's level 40 and then it throws a fireball at me yeah. what and i was like yo fuck and i just book it uh, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome yeah. your your character takes damage you can black out yeah yeah and it's you that blacks out not like Oh, you yeah. ran out of Pokemon. It's like a Pokemon came and kicked your fucking ass. So you don't <laughs> just die. Like how do you not die? Too. They the the concept is you're uh, you're part of like a survey team. So you go out and you set up like you're part of you set up like camps and stuff. So mm -hmm. you know your team is at the camp, and you let basically the the idea is you let someone know when you're gonna leave, so that. If you when don't come you, back when you die they can go look for you because you're just a child wearing chanclas <laughs> oh that's yeah that's a thing they've uh they've aged you up so you're not a 10 year old anymore all right yeah it's okay. a it's a matt described the story as an isekai marco do you know what that is oh yeah okay yeah, <laughs> yeah see all right that's so I, i'm the one that popped for that okay yeah, I didn't know yes. what it was. Yeah. Isekai, isekai is a genre in anime and manga where you get teleported to just a new world so like I was reincarnated as a slime. It's about a, a person who was reincarnated as is a slime. Is that the title? Monster. No, no, yeah, no. It is. Yeah. I, I thought you were talking about your own life. I was like, I okay, mean, yeah, you know what? Tracks. Yeah. Lately, yeah, slime ball. <laughs> um, let's. Uh, so let's see. Uh, 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 Harris said Sean gets extremely animated and competitive. Uh, yes. Oh, I played Smash with Sean. I've smashed yeah, Sean. We've seen so. that. Yeah. You've never smashed me, bro. You got smashed. Let's be real about what happened. <laughs> Perpetual um, bottom here, you know. And even that, even that was like not peak me because I didn't feel competitively threatened. And also, well, you can watch it on the Comic Spells YouTube. Wait. Oh, <laughs> oh no. That's that's uh 1.0. There were some glitches in 1.0. Okay. That, uh, yeah. It was still you know, a fun night. Marco introduced me to night. goat cheese, and I've I've loved goat cheese since. Yeah, bro, goat cheese is fucking elite. Yeah. A whole bunch, of, a whole bunch of dudes just playing uh, Nintendo games, and Marco makes a goat cheese uh, spread with blackberry jam, and like, yeah. it's like not yo, what I would have expected. I would have I would have expected like chips and dip, but yo, you made this bomb ass like. Like you might have uh, to send well, me that recipe. That sounds it's, amazing. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's he sent me it. It was I yeah. make it all the time now. Yeah. And Harris, yes, if we if you get the new two the new WWE game, I will absolutely play GMO with you. Or alternatively, you can just come to my house. I've been burning those games too much. I can't. Me too. Can't me too. It. But my promise to myself was always that if they put GM mode back in, I'd buy. So they you can, you can, man, they you can role back play in, as Sonia Deville now or or Adam yes. Pierce. I want to role play as Sony Deville. Um, uh, 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 Manny asked, "Pals, have y'all been reading action comics?" No, I haven't. But I yes, want to. I have. Okay, it's the, the War World stuff, right? Yeah, it's dark. Yeah. It's darker than Grant stuff. It's like a direct continuation of that. And yeah, um, I, I'm I'm waiting for it to hopeful. to all hit on the DC the DC app. I think it's only on issue like three there. Mm. Like very early, when we um, for it and just like what, I, what I showed the pals during the break was that I got this, oh, which this is stuff breaking your back right now. <laughs> Dude, it's really heavy. <laughs> it's all of uh, Jeff Johns's Green Lantern uh, at my That's local shop. They had a deal on it, and I couldn't say no. Yo, each one of those wow. has to be what, like eight pounds that was from your shop? Yeah, yeah. 
Dude, Holy I told you, shit, my, I was, Gutter Pop Comics in Buffalo is I was literally thinking, great selection. I was thinking that'd be from fucking graphicnovels.com or whatever the fuck <laughs> In it Stock is. Trades? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, shout out In Stock Trades. Best Cheap website ever. Graphicnovels.com. Shout out to them. Love them. Uh, yeah, Harris, hold me to it, dude, for sure. Uh, uh, Amy says, yo, let's Comics Pals, Potluck, LMFAO, some of y'all make good stuff. Hell That'd yeah. be cool. That'd be super cool. Um, and I think enough of us live in the East Coast that it could happen. Kale would have to make a special trip, obviously. But uh, I, don't, I, I mean, down the road, you know, I think that's a possibility. What we'll do is, what we'll do is, if we get big enough to where we can host a panel at a convention. Oh, good idea. Then that can be a like the after oh, event or whatever. Oh, yeah. that's a good idea. Shit. Community comes Which, out for okay. potluck. Yeah. If you yo. guys if you guys show up and, 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 and help us get to that point, that's absolutely something that That'll be a that'll be a Patreon tier two. Yeah, if like you, all uh, of, yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll give you Marco's address and uh <laughs> <laughs> you can go, go, go to Marco's house. Come cook. Yo, actually wait, that reminds me. I meant to put this in the I'm gonna. I I got a humble bundle for like forty plus recipe books. Uh, I'm gonna put that in the Discord. You fucking nerd. <laughs> nice dude. Shit. Yeah, dude. There's a lot. One of them even is a. It's like a can of um like ingredient book, which was pretty wild. And you can make beers and like cocktails and whatnot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this up. I'm gonna load all that shit up. I have the. Uh, I have a binging with Bobish cookbook. Oh, uh, that's good. That's a good. YouTube yeah, channel. it's all it's all dishes that were in film. Uh, oh. Like the one from like a something something from Chef. I think the uh, the pasta from uh, Goodfellas is in there. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. the uh, the uh, White the, Castle burgers. Yeah, and uh, Elf's uh, the 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 candy and the syrup spaghetti from Elf is in there too. I will not make that one. That one looks <laughs> vile. Coward. That's too sweet. Too sweet. It's funny because the cooking aspect of this podcast, like oh, the fact that we have so many like chefs, is the only aspect of our show that I think my girlfriend would actively engage in. <laughs> like, she doesn't know anything about anything else we talked about for the last two hours, but this particular subject is what she knows about. If it's you go, okay, so how oh. that's taken off, like that's yeah. been the, the one been awesome. good thing out of the out of the Discord that we put together. That's like. <laughs> All right, this rules. <laughs> like, it, 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 like the Discord is tremendous. It's the only aspect in our Discord that's unique from the show. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. that and the anime stuff. I guess. So, in terms of like cookbooks, it's not a cookbook; it's a cocktail book. But this is like the cocktail book for me. Smuggler's Cove. It's like all tiki exotic cocktails, all like mostly oh, rum based. Nice. It is really good. And I got this one from Chris for Christmas. It's like it's called Geeky Bartender. But it has like weird shit in it, like uh, how to make a blue potion from Zelda, or uh, that's so cool. What a rin, a rin call cocktail from Mass Effect. I don't play Mass Effect. Uh, sh- shimmer wine and Mutter's milk from Firefly. Mutter's There's just like milk. nerdy drinks in here. There's Elder Scrolls drink drinks in here. Um, Sulfurin Slammer, Sean. There, there. That's in there. Ooh, a nice like uh, Warcraft drink that you actually light on fire yep. with a nice rum Sulfurin float. Hammer. Yeah. Good reference. Like that. Moon glow. Oh, that's Warcraft too. Yeah. It's cool. Fantastic. Uh, Tyler. Um, the uh, Sultan of Swing says those were his first three omnibuses. Omnibus. It's a good choice. It's a good choice. My, what was my first omnibus? Ooh, That's a big ooh, question. Mine ooh. was uh, mine was Grant Morrison's X Men. 
I don't think I have one. I've never bought one. Wow. Huh. Wow. Yeah, no, I've never. Ah, uh, mine was uh, Secret Warriors. Ooh, God. Take Secret want, Warriors. I yeah. want yeah. that so bad, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, for some reason, I never bought it, but um, I want that bad. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, Killer Universe, now. Let me, uh, yeah, I want to try and see if I can get this fucking sound thing to work the way we... <laughs> Wait, uh, wa watch me play it now and you can hear it. I know, right? Alright, let's see. Nah, barely. No, that's not it. Okay, let me try. Alright. It just breaks my overlay oh, I can the other thing. Hello, we will begin the demonstration. This concludes the demonstration. <laughs> Please the? remove your safety equipment and move to the next area. Thank you. Yeah, I got a question for you, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, it just oh, breaks man. the it just breaks the goddamn Twitch overlay. It's the only man. thing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I sent it to Tyler just before he started because I was like, uh, "This oh oh geez," <laughs> um, because I thought it would be super super easy. Okay, here, here's uh, here's the first one. There's wow. been some two two breaking news things. Breaking two news. interesting breaking news. Uh, Scrat from Ice Age uh, is no longer owned by Disney after the creators won a trademark dispute. Oh, it's pretty That's big. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, and Warner Brothers is rumored to want to begin filming on Joker two in 2023. That is not oh. one of our. Uh, Wait, what? It's what? It's not an was that my point? I think it was. That's not an announcement, though. No, this is a rumor. it's not an announcement. It's, it's a, a, rumor. a rumor. It has to be, oh, okay. it has to be facts. Right. It has to be like on deadline, you know, yeah, they announced okay. it. All right. Uh, I, yeah, if you guys want to hear the rest, I'll play them. But, um, Man, the game's over. I, I'm just salty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what else is new? Uh, yeah, I just want to see if that would work. So now, now we know I can, I can do it that way. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get out of here. It's been fun. It's been real. Yeah, I got to go to the post office before it closes. Mm. I light up Pokemon. I got to get ready for the Royal Rumble. What are you, what are you doing for the Rumble, Sean? You just shooting Drinking shit? and uh, doing something else, I can't say. Jerking it. No. I think you can say that. Can I? Jerking I it? Know. Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, just, oh, you can just say that. Yeah, I, you can't say what, I, what I'm talking Oh no no um, yeah maybe not maybe not you, you yeah. fill in the fill in the fill in the lines there. Oh, you and Phil are going to be jerking it. No, <laughs> dude, I haven't spoken to Phil since uh, since they left. Yo, yo, he, yo he, te he texted me uh, yesterday and he was like, 
You trash. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, guys. See you guys uh, next week. Thanks for joining. Yep. Really appreciate it. Take care.